It's time for the Cromwell Radio Football Friday's pregame show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to week five of the high school football season. My name is Eric Fry, and I'll be joined by Lane Blickham, Travis Sparks, and Todd Stapleton for the Cromwell Media Group pregame show. Tonight, we will see some teams try to keep their playoff hopes alive and avoid that all-important fifth loss, while others will try to become playoff eligible and get their fifth win, and other teams just trying to fall somewhere in between. Let's get right into the pregame show, and for that, we will start off with Lane Blickham and a look at teams to the north. Thank you very much, Eric. As we get into the middle portion of the season, a lot of teams are positioning themselves for a potential run to the postseason. The Apollo Conference play just started last week, though, and an early intriguing matchup featured the Charleston Trojans and the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Charleston was off to their first 3-0 and start since 2011, but Muhammad Seymour has been certainly a factor since they've entered the Apollo a few years ago on the gridiron, and this year they appear to be as strong as ever because they got off to a great start in route to the win over Charleston. Pass up the middle. It's to Pagel. Pagel's going to split the defense and get in for a touchdown. A 26-yard touchdown pass from Dyer to Pagel. Muhammad went no huddle. We had a late-arriving Trojan defensive lineman. Charleston didn't know what they were running there, and Muhammad had a pretty easy touchdown. The Bulldogs added a two-point conversion for an 8 to nothing lead. Before the dust settled and before the Trojans could get on the board, the lead ballooned to 43 nothing halfway through the third quarter. The running clock was on. Muhammad Seymour cruised to the win over Charleston. Both teams now 3-1 and one on the year. Charleston tries to bounce back tonight. They have another tough opponent coming in. It's the homecoming game for the Trojans as they take on the Effingham Hearts at Trojan Hill. Here locally in this area on Victory 103.9, MyRadioLink.com, and the free MyRadioLink mobile app. The Mattoon Green Wave fell to 1-3 and three with the loss last week to Effingham, 42-21. to 21. Head coach Jared Kimbrough continues to ask for better execution from his team as he talked after the game last week. Same thing we've had the last three games. When we get down to the red zone, we're struggling to punch it in. You know, and when we get close, for me, it's four down territory all day long. So we may not go for the whole home run right out of the gate, but we're going to try to pick up enough to get either another first down or punch it in on the second down. So when we get inside the 20, it's four down territory, and we're going to go for it almost every time. Uh, we just have to – we've got to execute better. You know, we ran wrong route. You know, we, we're fumbling the ball. We're doing some of those things that are uncharacteristic. You know, we, we played more physical than we did last week. We got it going a little bit with the running game, a little more than we initially thought we were going to be able to. Uh, but, you know, we can't rely on Slater to throw the ball 25 times a game and be, you know, as competitive as we want to be. We can't sit here and be conservative, you know, on third and fourth down midfield. You know, we took a couple – Deep on our end of the field too, and you know when when we're at where we're at, you got to you got to roll the dice and take some chances. And our kids really answered those well. You know, it was more in the in the red zone for us that we struggled tonight, where I think we could have been right in the ball game, right down to the very end, that we have been able to, you know, convert a couple of those late late red zone opportunities. Mattoon will certainly need all the points they can get tonight if they want to contend with the Mount Zion Braves, who are off to a four and O start this season. Matt Toon at Mount Zion, heard on 101.3 LMCI, streaming at MyRadioLink.com, and the free MyRadioLink mobile app. The Tri-County Titans fell to 0-4 with the loss last week to Arcola, 21-12. to 
After a scoreless first period, the Purple Riders broke the ice early in the second. Phillips looking to take the direct snap. A fumble at the line, however, handoff to Morford. He's going to turn forward, and that'll be a Purple Rider touchdown. But the touchdown is signaled. Morford charging his way forward, and he falls just over the pylons there for the first score in this ballgame. Arcola now finds themselves up by a score of six to the Titans, zero. Arcola able to even its record for the season at 2-2 two and two with that 21-12 win, while Tri-County fell to 0-4. The Titans are on the road tonight, taking on the Nokomis Redskins. A new member of the Lincoln Prairie Conference, Nokomis, is 2-2 two and two this season, coming in off a win at Saragordo Bimet last week, 46-7. They've alternated losses and wins in the first four weeks. A loss at Arcola, a win against Argena Oriana, a loss to Villa Grove, and a win last week at CGB. Here Tri-County and Nokomis on Classic Rock, 92 on the Axe, online at MyRadioLink.com and the free MyRadioLink mobile app. And a quick glance at the Central Illinois Conference up this way. Shelbyville is off to a 4-0 start, 1-0 in the conference. Clinton and Warrensburg-Latham, both 2-2 overall and 1-0 in conference play. Central A&M, Meridian, and Tuscola all 0-1 in league play. A&M 2-2 on the season, Meridian and Tuscola each 1-3. Games in that conference tonight, Tuscola hosts Central A&M. Clinton at home against Meridian, and Warrensburg-Latham will host Shelbyville. That's a look at the games in this direction, guys. I'm Lane Blickham for the Cromwell Media pregame show. Thanks, Lane. We will hear more on that Effingham-Charleston game coming up in a little bit. But first, let's talk about the Cumberland Pirates. Cumberland got a big win last week in a defensive battle against Villa Grove, 18-7. Cumberland's offense used a big second-half drive that went 16 plays, 82 yards, and used up 11 minutes and 15 seconds of game time and resulted in a nine-yard touchdown run by Blake McNeekin to seal the game. Cumberland now sits 3-1 and one on the season. They head back home to take on Arthur tonight. The Knights enter tonight's contest at 4-0. and Arthur got a win last week over Sagamon Valley, 55-14. to In fact, the closest game Arthur has had this season was Week 2 against Villa Grove, that Arthur ended up winning 43-35. to This season, Arthur hasn't scored less than 30 points in a game. So tonight will be a tough test for the Pirate defense to try and slow down the Arthur rushing attack. But it's also going to be a tough test for the Cumberland offense as they try to keep pace with this Arthur offense as well. Are the Pirates up for the task? Find out on WCRA or online at EffinghamRadio.com or the free Effingham Radio app. Kickoff scheduled for 7 o'clock. Now as they look at the Effingham side of that Effingham-Charleston matchup, we go to Travis Sparks. Thanks so much. Last week, Effingham opened up a Apollo Conference play with a win and played spoiler on the Mattoon homecoming festivities with the Hearts winning 42-21. Mattoon did not get off on the right foot on homecoming, fumbling the ball away on the first play from scrimmage. Effingham would turn that short field into six points, a one-yard QB sneak by Gage Gillum, make it seven to nothing. And here's head coach Brett Hefner talking about that fast start. Yeah, it was good to see. You know, we worked that every week. You know, uh, Wednesday's our turnover turnover circuit day, and uh, so it was good to see that play out in the game and take advantage of it. Mattoon would eventually tie the game up after one quarter, then a flurry of points by both teams. 35 combined points in the second quarter alone. The Hearts would take a 21-7 lead after Gillum scrambled for a 24-yard touchdown and Weldon Dunstan punched in from five yards out, set up by a long pass from Gillum to Colton Webb. Effiem thought they would have more 
after a Zach Donaldson pick on the very next Mattoon possession. Only for the quarterback for the Green Wave, Slater Trayer, picking up an interception on defense, giving the ball back to Mattoon. That also turned into six points. For them, Gillum Wood connect with Brody Belcher to make it a two-touchdown lead again, only for Mattoon to score one more time after a big pass play has set them up on the goal line. Trayer finished it off with a quarterback sneak to make it 28-21 at the half. I thought it, at worst it should have been 28-7 at half, you know, and then you're in there, you know, 28-21, you're like, gosh darn, we're in, you know, we're in a dogfight here, and, you know, even though you're still fortunate to be up, you're upset because you, you think you should be up more. Defensive adjustments were made in the second half, however. Those points right before the locker room were all the green wave were able to get the rest of the night. Hearts found the end zone twice more, 42-21 ended up being the final FEM back to 500 at 2-2 two and 1-0 two and and oh in the Apollo. Mattoon 1-3 and 0-1 and oh and in the Apollo. We needed, a, we needed a good performance and ended up, especially in the second half, I thought cleaned a lot of things up. Did a number of things right in the first half, but did a number of things just stupid and, and stuff that doesn't lead to winning, and, and I thought we did a pretty good job of eliminating that in the second half. We got some things that we just got to still got to get cleaned up, you know, just some dumb penalties. And then uh, defensively, uh, we were, our run fits were very poor at times, and that's going to have to get fixed. It's back to Coles County this week, and the Hearts are in Charleston. The Trojans come in at 3-1, and one, a program that's on its way back. And sometimes to move forward, you have to go back. And that's what they did. They rehired Coach Brian Halsey back to the sidelines. He led Charleston in 2014. And Coach Halsey, during his time away, was still a teacher there at Charleston. And when asked what drew him back to the sidelines, it was the kids. Oh, to be honest with you, uh, the kids. Just kind of seeing in their eyes every day in class and, and frustration and and kind of feeling uh, defeated. I needed to kind of put my ego and my pride aside with uh, things that happened in the past and uh, step up and do everything I could to help these kids. The Trojans had the most success with Coach Halsey. They were Apollo Conference champions five times. They made the playoffs seven times, including all the way to the Final Four in 2011, going 11-2 and and eventually losing to state champions Rochester. Charleston did have a seven-game winning streak dating back to last season, snapped last week in a 49-21 loss to Muhammad. It was 43 to nothing at one point, so Charleston got all those points late. They are led by signal caller Junior League Bonstetter. He was actually a receiver last year. Now he's doing the throwing this season. Senior Brett Spore was the QB last year, but he's their main rushing threat this season. 66 carries, 432 yards, five touchdowns. Landon King and Luke Nelson, the two seniors, will be catching passes. Always an intense, no love loss between these two. Rivalry type of game, and it should be no different tonight. And it's also Charleston's homecoming. FEM will finally get their chance at hosting a homecoming next week. Elsewhere in the Apollo team that will be coming to FEM for the Hearts homecoming, it's Taylorville. They're 3-1, and one and they travel to Muhammad, who's also 3-1. and one. And it looks like the demise of the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs is greatly exaggerated. Muhammad currently on a three-game winning streak after taking a tough loss in week one. And Mattoon? is at Mount Zion, and the Braves are trying to stay undefeated currently at 4-0. We'll be looking out for scores of those games, and we cannot wait for the kickoff at Trojan Hill between FEM and Charleston. 
And for now, I'll send it back to you. Thanks very much, Travis. That should be a great game up in Charleston tonight. Another area that always seems to have some good games is the South Central Conference. And for a look at that, we go to Todd Stapleton. And good evening and welcome as we move into week number five of the high school football season. After tonight, the season will be better than half over. Vandals back at home tonight, coming off a win at Southwestern last Friday night as the Vandals moved to 3-1 and one on the season. Vandals back at Mark Greer Field tonight as they will host the 1-3 and three North Mac Panthers. Vandals head football coach Jason Clay talking about North Mac coming into tonight. Yeah, I'll press it for quarterback and the, the way he moves around and scrambles and, and throws the ball and I got some kids that can catch it and um so we really worked worked hard on that this week and um we're gonna have to be sound and defensively and like you said they put the points up, they've given up quite a few too, so we're gonna try to look at some things that other people have done to them to to take advantage of them and uh hopefully we can uh get some points on the board and kinda get them to play from behind where maybe we can get some turnovers or our defense has done an outstanding job of creating turnovers and taking advantage of turnovers the last couple of weeks and uh you know for the most part we've taken care of the ball on offense uh you know we've had a couple little hiccups here but uh you know that's that's a huge thing that's always been big in football the turnovers and North Mac, a very young team, just four seniors on the roster. And Coach Robbie Howard said they knew there would be some growing pains throughout this season. We knew we had a very young team this year. Only only really one or two guys who had ever played varsity minutes before. So, yeah, they've, uh, we've certainly progressed. I know the, the results aren't where we want them to be yet as far as wins, losses. But the kids have progressed. The kids have uh, certainly uh, put the pieces in to have a good second half of the year, hopefully. That's Vandals and the North Mac Panthers tonight. This will be North Mac's first trip to Vandalia as part of the South Central Conference. The last time North Mac came to Vandalia was round one of the 2019 playoffs when the Vandals defeated them 7 to nothing. Game time tonight at Mark Greer Field will be 7 p.m. We'll have the broadcast for you on 107.1 FM, WKRV. Available streaming at VandaliaRadio.com and on the Vandalia Radio app. Well, around the South Central Conference, there is a huge game tonight in Pena. 4-0 Pena Panthers will host the 4-0 Greenville Comets for tonight. So the two remaining undefeated teams in the South Central Conference matchup tonight. Meanwhile, the Vandals next week will go to John Stout Field to play the Greenville Comets. 0-4 Gillespie will be at 1-3 Staunton tonight. Hillsboro, they're 2-2 two two on the season. They will be at 1-3 at Litchfield, making the eight-mile drive for that one. And Southwestern at 2-2 two two after falling to the Vandals last week will be at 2-2 two two Carlinville. So it'll be 1-3 North Mac at 3-1 Vandalia. 4-0 Greenville at 4-0 Pena tonight. 0-4 Gillespie will be at 1-3 Staunton. 2-2 two two Hillsboro at 1-3 Litchfield and the two and two Southwestern Piasaw Birds will be at the two and two Carlinville Cavaliers. That's a look at the South Central Conference in week number five. I'm Todd Stapleton. Thanks very much, Todd. Now let's look at some other games in the area and other Lincoln Prairie Conference action tonight. It will be one and three Villa Grove traveling to two and two Arcoa. Both teams really needing some wins. It will be two and two Sagamon Valley as they head to one and three Argenta. And Sullivan looks to stay perfect on the season as they head to one and three Sarah Gordo. Finally, Little Illini Conference action tonight. It will be two teams looking for their first wins as O and four Newton hosts O and four Olney. 
Robinson will also look for their first win of the night as they travel to 1-3 and three Marshall, who's coming off their first win since the 2019 season. 2-2 two two Paris will take on 3-1 and one Mount Carmel and two teams trying to be at the top of the Little Illini Conference. And finally, in a game that's taking place on Saturday, this should be a good one as it will be two undefeated teams going at it as Casey will head to Lawrenceville as both teams look to become playoff eligible and take control of the Little Illini Conference. That game's scheduled for 2 o'clock on Saturday. Well, that wraps things up for this week's pregame show. For Lane Blickham, Travis Sparks, and Todd Stapleton, I'm Eric Fry saying thanks so much for listening to Cromwell Media Group pregame show. Now let's head to the booth as kickoff is just moments away for week five of the high school football season. Batten down the hatches. The Cumberland Pirates be coming. And up again, the sniper boy burning on the left hand side. He's got a big hole. He's got one man to beat. Down the sideline. He's going to carry that man. Still carrying him all the way into the end zone. Caught by Cumberland at the 15 yard line. Got a block. He's got another one. He's got a big hole. They're going to bounce to the outside. 50, 45, 40, 35. Good. They got the kick of the beat. 20, 25, 15, 10, 5. And an opening kickoff. Return for a touchdown. Cumberland Pirate. It's it. And it's going to be a fumble in the backfield. Deep in the backfield. It's going to be picked up by Cumberland in for a touchdown. He's going to step by the defender. He's going to dive through. It's now time for Cumberland Pirates football on 99.5 and 107.7. Between the Cumberland Pirates and the Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond. Knights will get to the rest of the pregame show here in just a moment. First, we're going to step aside for tonight's National Anthem. Brought to you by Cuts Insurance. When we come back, we'll have the rest of the pregame. Get you set for kickoff. Schedule for 7 o'clock. We'll be back right here on WCRA. Atwood Hammond. Knights will get to the rest of the pregame show here in just a moment. First, we're going to step aside. For tonight's National Anthem, brought to you by Cuts Insurance. When we come back, we'll have the rest of the pregame. Get you set for kickoff, scheduled for 7 o'clock. We'll be back right here on WCRA. Welcome back into the broadcast booth for tonight's contest between your... This is Cumberland High School Football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Contest between your Cumberland Pirates 
and the Arthur Longton Atwood Hammond at Cumberland entering after the win last week against Villa Grove and what was a defensive battle, but more so a game that was determined by one drive. The Pirates late in that third quarter went on a 16-play, 82-yard, 11-minute and 15-second drive that really ate up as much clock as possible and ended up with a touchdown. Also, important in that game last week against Villa Grove for the first game this season, the Pirates did not turn the ball over. They did have a fumble on the very first drive of the game, but they were able to recover it down close to the goal line. So uh, the Pirates showing that if, hey, we can protect the football, we can grind out drives. We can grind out a long game. And with doing those drives, you can make the game shorter. And that's what I think the Pirates need to do tonight against this Arthur team, which has looked a very impressive manner tonight at 4-0. and in fact, the most points they've given up this season, 35 to Villa Grove in week two. They have, they as an offense, Arthur, have scored 30 or more points in every single game this year. 30 is the least they've scored this season. So I think the Cumberland Pirates grinding out some drives and making the game shorter by keeping the ball out of Arthur's hands is going to be a key factor tonight. Can they do that? Can they accomplish that? We'll have to wait and see here on this beautiful Friday evening for some high school football. Again, we're here at Cumberland High School, back home in Cumberland. We'll be in Cumberland this week, as well as next week when the Pirates take on uh, Cola as well before we head to Tri-County for a rare Saturday game the first weekend of October. But we'll talk more about all those games a little bit later on. I want to thank our sponsors for making tonight and every Cumberland Pirate broadcast possible. That's Scott's Building Center, Evapco Midwest, First Neighbor Bank of Toledo. Of course, you're listening to the First Neighbor Bank of Toledo pregame show. Country Financial, Curtis Walker, and Lauren Holtz, Apple Clap, Cuts Insurance, Gentry Small Engine Repair, Coffee and Creams, and the Old Pirate Toledo and the Toledo Democrat. Thanks to all of them for their support of Cumberland Pirate Football as we get set to begin here in just a moment. So finishing up some of the pregame festivities here. We just had the Cumberland School song be played, and now the band will exit the field to the left-hand side and get ready for the Pirates to come running out of the tunnel here in just a little bit. Cumberland. I saw them earlier. They were in their all blue uniforms with the white numbers and the yellow trim. So, uh, or excuse me, black numbers with the yellow trim, I believe. Now I can't remember. So I'll, I'll get you an update on those uniforms here coming up in just a little bit. But tonight, I think, like I said, it's going to be a big test for the Pirate offense. Can they maintain drives? Can they protect the football? Can they keep the ball out of the Arthur's hands? But it's also going to be a big test for the defense, as can the Pirates. Make sure that they stay away. So we will take a break. When we come back, we will have opening kickoff in just a moment. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promised to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go Pirates! Cumberland football is here again. The first neighbor bank is there's nothing better than home field advantage. That's why we offer basic checking with no monthly service charge, along with interest-bearing checking for both consumers and businesses. It's a wide array of personal consumer, business, and agriculture loans. While away from home, bank from anywhere with first neighbor's online banking and mobile app. First neighbor banking, green up into legal at firstneighborbank.com. An equal housing lender member of FDIC. All loans subject to credit approval. Now, enjoy the game, and let's go Pirates. Well, I like the way this game is going right now. 
If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco and Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates football on WCRA. Welcome back here, Cumberland High School. As again, anticipation is building as we are getting set for kickoff just moments away here in a very important matchup for two teams right now in the Lincoln Prairie. Of course, Lincoln Prairie closed conference this year, first year of it being a closed conference. So Arthur entering at 4-0. and They have a Week 9 matchup with Sullivan. Cumberland entering at 3-1, and one loss this year to Sullivan. If the Pirates can get a win tonight against Arthur, that will at least allow them to kind of be ahead of Arthur in the standings for the conference. And then they would need Arthur to um, beat Sullivan Week 9, and we kind of have a three-way tie at the top if everyone wins out or doesn't lose again. But that is a couple big ifs there, um, as well as, like we said, next week Cumberland has uh, Arcola, which uh, Arcola may be playing for football postseason life come next week so we'll have to wait and see about that one speaking of games going on tonight we got lots of them going on in the area let's get you caught up on some of them it'll be pairs heading to mount carmel to take on the aces there in a little line conference matchup Gillespie will be at Staunton in the south central conference villa grove will head to arcola two teams that i feel both of these teams need wins villa grove one and three a loss here will really 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 affect their playoff chances as they still have sullivan on the schedule Whereas Arcola is 2-2, two two. they also need a win tonight as well. Sagamon Valley will head to Argenta. There'll be Piasaw at Carlinville. North Mac will head to Vandalia. Lincoln will be taking on Springfield Southeast. It'll be McMurdian heading to Clinton. Orangeville Latham will host Shelbyville. Tri-County will be at Nokomis. It'll be Richland County, Olney at Newton. Central A&M at Tuscola. Effingham will be taking on Charleston. That's Charleston's homecoming game. You can hear it over on our assist station, 105.5, 100.5. Jack FM. Taylorville takes on Muhammad in a battle of two, three, and one teams. It'll be Matt Toon heading to Mount Zion. Greenville at Pena. Hillsborough at Litchfield. Robinson will take on Marshall as well. So that's going on tonight. And then the big one tomorrow, Casey and Lawrenceville. Two, four, and O teams go at it. That game will be tomorrow down in Lawrenceville at two o'clock. So football action all around. And again, tonight we have Cumberland right here on WCRA. We've got Effingham. On 105.5, Jack FM. And then tomorrow, it'll be U of I football right here on 98.9. The game is they take on FIU. So, uh, football all around here on our Cromwell Media Group stations. As Arthur has made their way out onto the field here, they will be wearing white tops with black pants, red numbers, and black trim around the numbers. Red on the sleeves. Well, it's a gold helmet from my point of view for the night and a good crowd turnout for both sides. Arthur with a good crowd traveling well up here to Cumberland. I should say down here to Cumberland. And Cumberland faithful showing up loud and proud like they always do for these Cumberland Pirate football games. And should be a good one tonight. Like I said, it's going to be a clash because Arthur runs the football very well. Cumberland runs the football very well. Both defenses seem to be pretty well, pretty good as well. So it's going to be an interesting battle I feel between these two teams tonight as far as they both do the same things really well. And Coach Jefferson has 
the Knights playing really well right now. So it'll be interesting to see if they're able to come in here and kind of spoil tonight for Cumberland. Cumberland trying to end the perfect season of Arthur. Arthur hasn't started 5-0 and in a really, really long time. So they're trying to accomplish something they haven't done in a while. And I mentioned on the starting lineup that who would have thought that you take away a D1 at University of Illinois commit in Sagan from Arthur and they got better. But I think that they did get better on offense. And for me, for Arthur, I'm going to be looking out for their quarterback. It all starts with him, Chase. Jace Parsons, the senior quarterback last year, was a running back. Now he's moved over to quarterback. But you also got to look out for Waldrop, Nettles as well for Arthur. So they like to rush the football as do the Pirates, as the Pirates make their way out onto the field, again, carrying the American flag. Again, blue, all blue, blue tops, blue pants with the numbers, that is yellow numbers, and black trim for the Pirates. White helmets for Cumberland here tonight. Like I said, it's a beautiful night for football, a crisp, still, still warm. I'll say it's still warm. Not quite crisp enough yet to say it feels like fall out here, but it's definitely uh, warmer than you probably expected it to be here in the last couple of weeks of September. As Arthur won the toss, they will be receiving the football, and Arthur will travel left or right on your radio dial as the Pirates will be lined up to kick it off. As it'll be Nebel to kick it off here. Not much of a win factor here tonight. In fact, the American flag above the scoreboard not moving one bit tonight. So it looks like it, wind will not be a factor in this ball game. As we are awaiting the opening kickoff here in just a moment. As I see Nebel bringing the ball out, he's going to be ready to go as the Pirates will be kicking off. So this Arthur offense will be on the field first, and the Cumberland defense will be tested here early on in tonight's matchup. As Nebel gets the ball teed up, ready to go. Goes through his pre-kick routine. I can't see from my vantage point who's back there for Arthur. It looks like it may be Waldrop. As Nebel kicks it off, it's a line drive right up the middle. It'll bounce, and it'll he picked up at about the 15-yard line. That's where the return will set up. Big block. Another one. He lost the football. It's on the ground, but Arthur's going to pick it up. Arthur picked it up. It was Waldrop on the return, but he got hit, lost the football, but he was able to corral it. So Arthur will take over. It'll be first and 10 for the Knights at their own 39-yard line. What could have been a big momentum swing early on for the Pirates, but unfortunately, Arthur was just able to fall on it. And it'll be first and 10 for the night. As it will be Parsons. As Coach said last week, it'll be a double wing T kind of formation out of the shotgun for Parsons. He's kind of running back on the right-hand side. Going to move one man in motion. Takes a snap. The high snap goes over his head. He's going to pick it up, looking to run with it. He's surrounded by Pirates, and he's going to be dropped. Nope, still on his feet, still going, and finally brought down after a loss of about... Uh, We'll say a loss of six for Parsons on the first play of the game. As if you're Cumberland, that's a great way to start it, and it was nothing you really did. It was a high snap on Arthur's part. 
I'm actually going to mark him down for five. So a loss of five on that one brings up second and 15. Wing T again, this time on the right side is that wing T. Running back on the left-hand side, one receiver on the left-hand side as well. Going to move one man in motion. That's Waldrop. Going to fake the pitch to Waldrop. Looking to pass as Parsons. Going to throw it up, and it's going to be almost intercepted. But I think he's out of bounds. Yes. That was a great jump by the Pirates. Unfortunately, couldn't keep the feet in bounds. It was just too too high. He just kind of sailed there for anyone. But a, a great effort there by the Pirate defender. That was... I don't know who that was. I don't think that player's on my roster. Oh, Wellbaum. It was Wellbaum, I believe. Sawyer Wellbaum, the sophomore. So we'll bring up third and 15 here. Wing T again, this time on the left-hand side, running back on the right-hand side, as well as a wide receiver on the right. They're going to move that running back in motion from the wing T position. Going to keep it himself as Parsons, looking for some running room. He'll get back to the original line of scrimmage. No more than that. So we'll say again, a five. He gets his five yards back. As Grant Kaiser gets in there for the tackle, and he'll bring up fourth and ten in this Arthur offense. We'll have to punt on the three and out. Arthur started behind the eight ball because of the bad snap on the first play. And now they'll be punting it away. Back to return is McMeekin. Here comes the pressure from the Pirates, able to get the punt away, though. That high punt is a good punt. It'll bounce and go out of bounds at about the 18-yard line. So a great punt. They're going to officially mark it down to the 19. That's where the Pirate offense will take over. Olmstead, McMeekin, and company will take over on their own 19-yard line. A lot of green grass in front of the Pirates here early on. I want to thank our sponsors for making tonight's broadcast possible. Goss Building Center, Evapco Midwest, First Neighbor Bank of Toledo. Don't forget when the Pirates score. It will be a first-neighbor bank of Toledo touchdown for the Pirates. 10-20 left to go, first quarter, still nothing-nothing. The Pirate offense will get their first chance on the field. Shotgun, four wide for Olmstead. He's got McMeekin to the right beside him. I see Beerman on the right-hand side in the slot, as well as Kaiser in the slot on the left. They're going to pitch it out to McMeekin, looking for some running room on the right-hand side. Good block downfield. Still gets another block. He's got 10, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds. Close to the first down. We'll wait and see where the official mark is. Saw the chain gang on the move, trying to dodge out of the way. And I'm going to mark him just short. So we have nine on the carry for McNeekin. And it will bring up second and one for the Pirates. I like that look here on the very first play of offense. They, something you wouldn't expect, a pitch to the outside. As now the Pirates will again line up with four wide. Harmon and McNeekin on the left-hand side. Now, a quick little pass over to Kaiser. Kaiser jukes one defender, trying to spin away from another, and he's going to get wrapped up and brought down by a host of night. But I believe he got just enough for the first. He did, so give him two on the quick pass play. And that will result in a first down for the Pirates. First first down of the night, trying to set up that little screen pass. And it didn't get much, but it got enough. Carmel will take over first and 10 on their own 29. After the first down play. Cumberland will come out of shotgun, this time with two running backs, two receivers on the left-hand side as well. Or Olmstead. Olmstead takes snap, 
Fakes the handoff to one. He's going to give it to McNeek and look for some running room. On the left-hand side, he's going to lower his shoulder and be brought down after a gain of right around five yards, I believe. Nope, looks like they're going to mark him at four. Five. We'll say five for McNeekin. Two carries, 16 yards for McNeekin thus far tonight. It'll be about second and five or so. Yeah, Cumberland doing a good job here early on moving this football defensively. Or offensively, I should say, after the defense made the stop. Shotgun again, two running backs in the backfield with Olmstead. And hand it off to McNeek, and then we got a fly. And I believe it's a false start probably on the Pirates. It will be a false start on Cumberland, so let him move back five. First penalty of the night. We saw one penalty from the Pirates last week, and hopefully that was the one. We already got our one now for tonight. They'll bring up second and ten now. So he raced the five-yard gain from McNeekin. And instead, we'll go second and ten for the Pirates here with 8.35 left to go in this first quarter. 0-0 still. The Pirates still deep in their own territory, ball in their own 29. Shotgun. Split running back. Two receivers on the right-hand side. One receiver on the left. Play clock down to four. Going to move Holmes, or excuse me, going to move Kaiser in motion. Going to pitch it out to McNeek, and he's got a hole. He's got a lane, and he's got a first down for the Pirates. Down to about the 45-yard line of Cumberland. They get a 15-yard gain on that one. And a first down for the Pirates. Second first down of the night. Second first down of this drive for the Pirates. And again, Cumberland just grinding on this drive. They took over about, what, 10 minutes or so left to go in this quarter. We're already under eight to play in this quarter. Cumberland doing a good job moving the football. Being smart with it. Five wide shotgun for the Pirates. Three receivers on the left-hand side. Olmstead back there all alone. He's going to keep it himself. Runner up the middle. He's going to try and just fight forward. Give him about four, it looks like, on the carry. For Olmstead. They get second and six from the Pirate 49-yard line. Second and six. Cumberland's still in their own territory, but they're knocking on Knight's territory. The night defense, like I said in the pregame, they gave up 35 to Bill Grove. But other than that, no one else has scored more than 14 against them. Cumberland trying to get on the board early. Shotgun, four wide. McNeekin, the running back. They're going to pitch it out to McNeekin. He's looking for some blocks downfield. Going to juke one way. Comes back another. He's to the 40 down at the 35. And he's finally brought down from behind. So another Pirate first down. And they're going to mark him down at the 34. And we'll say that that is a gain of <laughs> trying to do math in my head. is never good. Uh, 16, 17 yards on that one. As Cumberland will come out again, shotgun, Olmstead. Kaiser, the running back beside him. They're going to pitch it to Kaiser, looking for a running room on the right-hand side. Cuts back up field. He'll fight forward all the way down to the 30. I'll officially mark him down at the, I'm going to say on the 30, so a gain of four for Kaiser on his first run of the night. 
McMeek in four carries, 48 yards already, all of them on this drive. As Cumberland just grinding, just grinding and playing keep away almost here early on in this game. Hey, Arthur can't score if they don't have the football. That's what the Pirates are trying to do while also moving it successfully on their own. Shotgun, four wide, going to move one man in motion are the Pirates. Going to fake the handoff to the motion man on the jet sweep. Then going to hand it off to Kaiser, trying to break away, and he fumbled it. Ball from the floor. And I think it's a turnover. We'll wait and see. Nope, Cumberland fell on it. Cumberland fell on it. So it will still be Pirate football. Couldn't see who that was who got on it, but... Cumberland able to get lucky there. Not losing it. It will bring up a third down here, third and five for the Pirates. Guys, you got to shake that one loose. Shotgun formation again. McMeekin, the running back on the right-hand side. Going to pitch it again out to McMeekin. McMeekin looking for some blocks to the right. He's going to get enough for the first down. Just enough for the first. I got him for a gain, it looks like, of uh, six yards. He needed five. He got six. Six more yards for McMeekin. Got him up over 50 on five carries. That's an average of over 10 yards a carry. He'll take that every night. And these first and 10 pirate ball on the 22-yard line. 5.06 left to go first quarter. Shotgun, three wide receivers on the left-hand side for Olmstead. Kaiser also running back on the left-hand side as well. Olmstead's going to keep himself looking for a running room right up the middle. Goes right into the heart of the defense and brought down by a host of Knights. And, in fact, his helmet got knocked off. Looks like a gain of about uh, three for Olmstead on his second carry of the night. And it'll make it second and about seven for the Pirates. Ball inside the 20 at the 19-yard line of the night. Cumberland doing a good job on this drive of moving the football. They'll line up wishbone this time. Will the Pirates, one-round receiver out to the right side. Olmstead under center for the first time tonight. He's going to hand it off to McNeek. Looking for some running room on the right-hand side. Lowers the shoulders. Still fighting forward. And he's going to be brought down. It looks like it'll be short of the first. Make it... About two, maybe three yards short, so we'll give McNeek and four on the carry. That'll make it third down. Third and about two for the Pirates. Third and two for Cumberland ball on the 15. If Cumberland looks like they will just line up Wishbone, trying to power it forward. Wishbone Jumbo going to hand it off to McNeekin. Looking for running room left-hand side this time. Trying to cut back to the right. Couldn't do it, but he's going to fall forward and get enough for the first down. Down to the 10. Another five yards for McNeekin. Another Pirate first down, and it'll be first and goal for the Pirates. First and goal from just inside the 10 balls, actually halfway between the 10 and the 9-yard line as the Pirates are knocking on the door here with 3.10 left to go in this first quarter. Another long, sustained drive for Cumberland. They'll line up wishbone again. Olmstead under center. Going to hand it off to McNeekin. Looking for running room. Left-hand side. Nothing there. Oh, it spins away from one man. He's going to be brought down by a host of other 
night defenders give him a loss of one for McMeekin. Yeah, McMeekin was trying to spin, trying to do anything he could to break away from the tackles. Couldn't do it, so it'll be a loss of one, make it second goal from the 11. Second goal to go for Cumberland. And we'll see what Coach Watkins wants to do here on the second long play now. Looks like they'll line up a wishbone again. Jumbo wishbone. Beerman and McMeekin, the deep backs. Going to pitch it out to McMeekin. Looking for some block. Looking for some running room. Not a lot there. And he's going to be forced out of bounds. After no gain. And no gain on that one. McMeekin kept running to the left, trying to find some room. And there was nothing there. Nothing open up. So it will now be third and goal from the 11. And you have to wonder if Cumberland drives a pass here because it looks like Arthur's defense really shut down the run here close to the goal line. We'll see if the Pirates want to try something different. They're on this third and 11. Looks like they're going to line up shotgun. Bunch receivers left side, one receiver on the right. Kaiser's running back from left-hand side. Going to move McMeekin in motion from left to right. He's going to throw it. Is Olmstead. He's under pressure, rolling out to his right. He's going to throw it up in the air. It's going to be caught. Diving catch. No. Couldn't hold on to it. It'll be incomplete. Oh, thought he had him in the end zone. He made a dive for it, just couldn't quite bring it in. And that'll bring up fourth and goal for Cumberland. For half a second, I thought he had his hands on it and just couldn't quite bring it in, just out of the reach. But a great attempt there in the end zone, and now it will be fourth down. Fourth and goal for the Pirates, ball on the eleven. And it looks like Cumberland will be going for it here. Shotgun, Olmstead. Going to move Kaiser from left to right. Two receivers on the right-hand side as well. Olmstead takes a snap, rolling out to his right, looking to throw under pressure. He's going to get brought down from behind, and it'll fall incomplete. He got the throw off, but it'll fall incomplete. He's brought down by a host of Knights from behind, and it'll be a turnover on down for the Pirates. So a great sustainable drive. They ate up a lot of clock, but unfortunately results in no points for Cumberland. As now there's just 120 left to go in this first quarter. So Cumberland ate up a good, you know, nine minutes or so on that drive. But unfortunately, you come away empty-handed. As Arthur will take over, first and ten on their own 11. Arthur will come out. Parsons gonna try and start a better drive than the last one, which ended with that started with that high snap. He'll come out shotgun. Two running backs, two receivers on the left. Another high snap. He's able to growl it, and he's gonna look for a running room, and he's gonna get close to about five yards or so for Parsons on his third carry of the night. He's the only one that's done anything thus far. Make it second. Actually, they're only going to give me three on that one. But we will also give him three. So will bring up second and seven. Ball in the 15. Actually, on the 14 as I look at it now. Shotgun again. Two running backs. One receiver on the left-hand side for Parsons. Takes the snap. Going to hand it off. Nope, he's going to keep it himself on the option. Flag in the backfield. Parsons still running, though. He's got some running room, and he's still on his feet down the sideline. 
He's down the sideline. He's to the 40. Still on his feet, 45, and brought down at the 45-yard line. But there is a penalty in the backfield. And I believe this one will be coming back. It will be a hold on Arthur. So, yes, that one will be coming back. So a hold on Arthur. And that will push them back. So you erase the big play, and you'll put them back. That's Arthur's first penalty of the night. That will move them, it looks like, basically five yards, I believe, on their first penalty of the night. And it brings up second and 12. Second and 12, ball on about the eight-yard line for Arthur. This Pirate defense can catch its breath after giving up that big play. It didn't count. Shotgun with a wing back on the right-hand side. Going to move that wing back in motion. That's Waltrip. He's going to get the pitch. Looking for running room left side. And brought down. Not much there. Maybe a yard. And that does it for the first quarter of play. So after one quarter of play, we are tied at zero. We'll be back with more Cumberland Pirate football on WCRA. for over 90 years and they're 100% employee owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name but they offer much more like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neal deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Enjoy the perfect blend at Coffee and Creams in Toledo, your one-stop destination for all things delicious. Craving a rich cup of joe? They have you covered with hot and cold brews, peas, lotus, and specialty sodas. Ask your barista to build one just for you. Hungry? They have breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, pizza, soups, salads, wraps, and even a kid's menu. They really do have all your taste buds in mind. So step into Coffee and Creams in Toledo, where every visit is the perfect blend of deliciousness. Coffee and Creams will be open till 11 on game nights. And players in uniform get free small cones. This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Welcome back here as we start second quarter of play. Uh, in that second quarter, or first quarter, by the way, Arthur held the ball for a minute 40. Cumberland held it for nine minutes. Arthur still holding in. They started this drive with 120 left to go in that first quarter. And we'll see when they end it. You're looking now at a third and 12 after no gain or one yard on that last run. Third and 12, ball in their own nine. For Arthur Parsons, shotgun. Running back on his left, wide receiver on his right. Wing back on the right-hand side as well. Parsons takes a snap. It's another high snap. we got a flag. We'll see what this flag is on. It's thrown by the side judge. And it will be encroachment on the Pirates. So offsides on Cumberland. And we'll move it up five. Second penalty on the Pirates. And gives Arthur a little bit more of a shot here. Looking now at a third and seven instead of third and 12. Parsons. Over talks to his running back, whispered something to him as he'll line up shotgun. Wing back on the right hand side, running back on the left. Another high snap and another penalty. 
as another offsides on Cumberland. Back-to-back -back offsides on the Pirates. And it'll make it now third and two. So it went from third and 12 to third and two. As Coach just down there on the sideline shaking his head. He can't believe it. Now Arthur has another life here looking at a third and two. Parsons shotgun. Wing back on the right-hand side. Wide receiver on the right-hand side. Line, uh, running back on the left. Takes the snap. It's another high snap. Parsons able to corral it. He's going to get tripped up, but he's got enough for the first. First first down of the night for Arthur. Gain of four by Parsons. He's got four carries. Seven yards on four carries tonight. As it'll be first and ten on the 24 after two back-to-back offsides penalties on the Pirates. Gave Arthur ten yards on that previous possession or previous drive play, I should say. Now it'll be first and ten. Shotgun. Wing back on the right-hand side. Wide receiver on the right. Running back on the left as well for Parsons. And we got another offsides. As Cumberland was trying to get close to the line of scrimmage linebacker was, and he slid. And that'll be another offsides for the Pirates. Fourth penalty for 20 yards for Cumberland. So instead, it'll be first and five now for Arthur. Ball in the 29, and you know Coach cannot be happy. One thing he said they were proud of last week, they had one penalty. No turnovers. Still have no turnovers early on, but the penalties are really creeping up here. Shotgun again. Takes the snap, does Parsons. Going to hand it off to Waldrop, looking for some running room on the right-hand side. He's going to fight forward, possibly enough for the first. We'll see where they officially mark him down at. He's close, and they're going to say he got it. So a first down for Arthur on Waldrop's second carry of the night. There was 10.40 left to go in this first half. Still nothing, nothing. First and 10, ball on the 34, at least here early. And I know it's early. We're still in the first half, but it almost has the feeling of a game where the first team to score is going to take control of this game. These two teams seem very similar. Shotgun again. For Parsons, going to move Waldrop in motion from that wing back position. He's looking to throw this time. Going to air it out deep. Ah! And it's going to be intercepted, I think. Yes, intercepted by the Pirates. It was McNeekin coming down with it. And an interception by Cumberland. Late McNeekin. Gets the interception, forces the turnover, and the Pirates will take over here with 10.09 left to go in this first half. And Cumberland will take over shotgun. Takes snap, going to fake there, give the handoff to Beerman on the jet sweep, looking for some running room, and he's going to go out of bounds after gaining about six for Beerman. Cumberland will get about six on that one, make it second and four. As Cumberland with it on the 44-yard line. 
Shotgun again. Gonna move one man in motion. And off to the motion man on the jet sweep, looking for some running room. It's McNeek. He's looking for a block downfield. He's past the 50 to the 45. He's going to be forced out of bounds. There's a couple of penalties I see. Two flags on this one. I see two flags. And this one may be heading back. We're going to have refs confer. And it will be a hold on the Pirates. So another penalty on Cumberland. Cumberland with a hold. And it will be a five-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. So it'll bring up second. I'll check that. It'll just be a five-yard penalty. It'll be second and about seven for Cumberland. Ball in the 40. Again, too many penalties for Cumberland here early on. That was their fifth for 25 yards. There were 9.23 left to go in this first half. Still 0-0. Olmstead in the shotgun. He's got McNeekin beside him. Takes the snap. Pitches out to McNeekin. Looking for some running room. Trying to cut up field. Couldn't quite make that cut. And he's going to be brought down after a gain of a yard. So one yard on that one for McMeekin. Makes it now third and six for the Pirates. Third and six for Cumberland. You have to wonder what Pirates will be doing on this one. Look to pass. Tried to on the fourth and goal play. Didn't quite get the blocking they needed up front. So we'll see what Coach Watkins draws up here. They'll come out shotgun four wide. Running back on the right-hand side. Going to move McNeek in motion from left to right. They take it on the jet sweep. Under pressure is Olmstead. He's going to step up into the pocket. Throws it up there. It's going to be incomplete. As two players were fighting for it. And it will fall incomplete. And that will bring up fourth down. So Cumberland forces the turnover and then goes three and out. As it'll be fourth down, fourth and seven ball on your own 41-yard line. I don't think this will be a spot to go for, and it doesn't look like they will. So Cumberland will line up the punch. Harson's back deep to return. As Harmon will punt the ball away. As Harmon... Barely got that one away, and it's straight up in the air. And it will be down about the Cumberland, or the, excuse me, the Arthur 37-yard line. So Arthur will take over. And what has thus far been a defensive affair. Arthur will take over 822 left to go in the half. Coming up in just that eight minutes, 22 seconds, we'll have our Scott Billing Center halftime show. Let's stick around for that, as we'll check our area scoreboard update. Brought to you by First Neighbor Bank, as well as look at our scoreboard. Brought to you by Exapco Midwest as well. First and 10 on the 37-yard line of the night. So Parsons and company will take over. Shotgun, wing back on the left-hand side to Waldrop. He's going to move in motion behind the quarterback. Pitches it to Waldrop, looking for some running room on the right-hand side. And spins away from one tackler and brought down after a gain of what looks like three. So 
thus far. Hartford just offensively has not been able to get anything going. They have two first downs, but that's about it. Parsons has four carries for seven yards, and Waldrop has three carries for nine yards. Also, have but one turnover on the interception. Parsons, wing back on the right-hand side this time. Shotgun again. Going to move that wing back in motion. It's a high snap. Parsons able to control it. Looking for some running room on the right. Breaks through one tackle. Here he goes. Down the sidelines. He's to the 40. 45, 30. Cuts back upfield. He's to the 30. To the 10. To the 5. Touchdown. He's in all the way. 60-yard touchdown run by Parsons. And Arthur strikes first. Arthur gets on the board first here with 7.30 left to go on a 60-yard run by Parsons. And Arthur able to get it. He was just able to make one guy miss, and then he had a lane, and he just turned down the Jets and went down the sideline. That's the advantage of having a former wide receiver as your quarterback. We'll line up for the extra kick. It'll be Castell to kick it. There's the kick. It's up on the way, and it's good. So the extra point is good, and Arthur leads 7 to nothing here with 7.30 left to go in the first half. You're listening to Cumberland Tire Football on WCRA. You'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. Welcome back. It was a two-play drive that only took up 52 seconds and resulted in a 60-yard touchdown for Arthur. As Cumberland will take back over here as they await the kick. We'll have seven and a half minutes left. Cumberland on their first drive did a good job moving the football. It didn't result in points. A little squib kick up the middle, and it's on the ground, and Arthur's got it. Arthur's got it. Cumberland couldn't control it. And Arthur will take back over. And that's just not what you wanted if you were Cumberland. You give up the big play, and then, unfortunately, the, the kick was just right in a perfect spot, right between the, the first two guys there on the kick return line and just miscommunication kind of over who was going to grab it, and it just kind of fell to the ground, and Arthur was able to pick it up. So it'll be Arthur football, first and 10, on the Cumberland 44-yard line. Two wing backs and a running back. Running back on the left-hand side for Parsons. Parsons high snaps over his head. It's on the ground. Parsons is going to pick it up, and he's going to be down. He's going to be brought down back inside of his own territory, so we'll mark that for a loss of 10. Doing math. Hold on. It's not pretty. The 40, they're going to be at the 39, so we'll say that's a loss of 18. on that one. 
They'll come out again. Shotgun, wing back on the left-hand side. Right-hand side, excuse me, for Parsons. Gets the snap. Going to fake the handoff. Keep it himself. Looking for running room on the left. He's going to be brought down after a gain of maybe two. Gain of two by Parsons. As it will be third and 23 for Arthur. They'll come out shotgun. Looks like two wide receivers on the right-hand side for Parsons. He's looking over the sideline, getting signals from his coach. There was six minutes left to go in the half. Arthur leads 7-0. Running back on the right-hand side as well for Arthur. Parsons gets the snap, barely able to control that one. He's under pressure, looking to throw it, and he's going to throw it, and it's going to be intercepted! Intercepted by the Pirates! Beerman with the interception, second one of the night. Beerman gets the interception. And it'll be Pirate football. So just when you thought the Pirate defense was in trouble after the bad kick return, they come back. Defense forces another interception. And Cumberland will take over first and 10 on their own 28. The lineup I formation. McNeek in the deep back. Beerman, the receiver on the left-hand side. They're going to pitch it out to McNeek. He almost lost the handle of it. Gets it back. He's going to try and spin away. He's going to be brought down almost by the helmet, but no call. It'll be a gain of about three. We'll say three on that one for McNeekin. Second and seven for the Pirates. All on their own 31. Cumberland tries to respond, tries to get some more points, or get some points on the board. Shotgun, going to move McNeekin in motion from left to right from the wide receiver position. They give it to him on the jet suit, looking for some running room. He's got it down to the 35, and he's spun around and brought down, but he's close to the first down, and it looks like they'll give him the first. Way down official word. And they're going to say first down, Pirates. Seventy-three yards already for McNeekin tonight on twelve carries, and a first down here with four forty-eight left to go in this half. Olmstead shotgun. He's got five wide, three on the left side, two on the right. Olmstead takes snap. He's going to keep it himself, looking for running room up the middle. He's got a couple where he's met by that linebacking core of Arthur. Give him about. <laughs> Three, I believe. Yeah, we'll get three yards on that one for Olmstead. It's a second and seven here. And thus far, we've yet to see that big home run play for the Pirates, something to kind of give them some momentum on offense. We've had plays here and there, a 17-yard run from McNeekin earlier. He'll move in motion now from the shotgun, and off will go to Kaiser. Kaiser looking for some running room, nothing there. Right down right in the line. I'll give him a yard, and that's it. Now it's a third down. You're looking at a third and six for the Pirates. Ball on their own 42. 
third and six. Ball on your own, 42. Got to pick it up here. Got to keep this drive going. 3.30 left to go in the first. You don't want to give the ball back to Arthur with a chance to go up two scores for you before the half. Olmstead, shotgun. Two running backs, two receivers on the left-hand side. That's Herman and Beerman. Now they're going to move. Kaiser in motion. They'll pitch it out to McNeekin. Looking for some running room. Left side. He's got enough for the first and more, but there's a flag. There's a couple of flags I see down on the play. And this one will be coming back, I believe. Yep, hold on the Pirates. Next penalty of the night for the Pirates. Already 30 yards of penalty. And it sets it from a manageable third and six now to a third and 11 for Cumberland. Check that. That's a 10-yard penalty. So it's a 10-yard penalty. Makes it third and long. Third and about 15 or so for the Pirates. They'll come out shotgun. Three receivers on the right-hand side for Olmstead. Olmstead takes a snap. He's looking to throw. He's under pressure. Hits as he throws it. It's going to be tipped and no, incomplete. It was almost intercepted, but instead it will fall incomplete, and the Pirates will have to punt it away. Give credit for Olmstead. He stood in there, took a shot as he was hit, or as he was throwing it. And now the Pirates will have to punt this ball away. Harmon will be back to punt it. The high snap's going to go over his head. Over his head. Harmon's going to fall on it. It won't matter, though, because that's where Arthur will take over down around the Cumberland three. Cumberland two or three-yard line, that's where Arthur will take over. So Arthur with some great field position here. First and goal on the two. First and goal from the two for Arthur. And this Cumberland defense is going to have to really stand tall and make a play here. Parsons wing back on the right-hand side, wide receiver on the right-hand side, running back on the left. Going to keep it himself, looking for running room, and he's going to get in, I believe. Yep, he's in. Touchdown. Parsons from two yards out. As one play and another touchdown for Arthur. Here with 2.46 left to go. Two yards out for Parsons. That's his second of the game. And Arthur, at this point, will take a two-possession lead into the half. As Castile will line up for the extra point. The low snap, able to get it off, though, and kick it up, and it's good. The extra point is good, and Arthur leads 14 to nothing here with 2.46 left to go in the half. We'll be back with more coming up here for WCRA. Summer is winding down, and that means two things at Gentry Small Engine Repair. They're ready to service your outdoor equipment, like chainsaws and leaf blowers. Need repairs, parts, or something shiny and new? They can help kick off your season. Go see Gentry Small Engine to get your machines ready for fall and football season. Don't forget to have your generators spruced up and ready to roar for those tricky Illinois winners. Located on the north side of the square in Toledo, Gentry Small Engine is a very proud supporter of Cumberland Pirate football. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates Football on WCRA. 
So Arthur, with one play, used up four seconds to get in the end zone. And Arthur takes a 14 to nothing lead as his parent offense has done a good job for the most part moving the ball. Now the past couple of drives have stalled out. They've had to punt it. And he's got to be looking out for another kind of squib kick. It will be kind of a squibber. It'll be picked up by McMeekin, though, all the way back to the 15-yard line. Looking to set up the return, and he's going to be brought down. And the Cumberland faithful not happy. That, I mean, basically McMeekin got clotheslined. I mean, he just got hit right in the head. And it'll be first and 10 Cumberland ball on the 31-yard line of the Pirates. McMeekin's been getting hit all night. As the Pirates just keep making mistakes, unfortunately. But you got a chance to get some points on the board before the end of the half. Olmstead will come out shotgun. He's got three wide receivers on the right-hand side. Takes a snap, looking to throw a quick pass. Left side, gets it over to Harmon. Harmon with the catch, trying to make one man miss. Still on his feet, brought down by a host of Knights, but he's got enough for the first down. So a nice play right there by Harmon. We'll say it's a 13-yard gain on that pass catch and it's a pirate first down quick little slant to Harmon here with 220 left to go in this first half Pirates trail by two scores 14 nothing first and 10 ball in the 42 Olmstead shotgun again three wide on the right side guys are the running back on the right hand side as well they snap he's gonna roll out to his right looking to throw looking to throw rolling Gets it to his man right in the middle, and he's got enough for the first down and more inside Arthur territory. Game it looks like about 16 right there on the play. That was a catch by Gerhardt for about 13, and another Pirate first down. As Cumberland now in Arthur territory on back-to-back plays, back-to-back passes from the Pirates. They'll come out shotgun again. Rewind on the left-hand side this time. Running back on the left-hand side as well for Olmstead. He's going to roll out to his left. Still rolling, looking to throw on the run. Throws it to McNeekin. It's caught. McNeekin with the catch, and he's going to be brought down, but not before another Pirate first down. Well, say that one's 15 yards for McNeekin. Three straight completions for the Pirates. Restraint first downs. As three straight completions have the Pirates down to the 28-yard line here with a minute 15 left and all three timeouts. You have to wonder when you start using them. Shotgun again. Three wide receivers to the right. Olmstead and take snap. Rolls to his right. Still rolling. Looking to throw. Throws it on the run. It's going to be incomplete. Looking for McMeekin. Pulling him a little too far. Here with 103 left to go in the half. Second and 10 for the Pirates. I like the aggressiveness I'm seeing out of this Cumberland team here to end the first half. Let's try something. Arthur has been stopping in the run game pretty decently. So let's go to the air. As Cumberland has a second and 10. On the 27-yard line.
second, 10, shotgun again, Olmstead. Fakes the throw. Now he's going to air it up there into double coverage. And it's incomplete. Almost intercepted. Good job. By Bierman of really playing defense there and breaking that up because that one was just kind of thrown up there. As Olmstead was facing heavy pressure, just kind of lobbed that one up there into double coverage. And Bierman had to become a defender really quickly, and he just knocked that ball away. Should have been an interception. But instead, the Pirates will still have a chance here with 59 seconds left. It'll be third and ten. Third and ten. Shotgun. Two wide receivers on the right-hand side. Running back on the right. Rolling to his right is Olmstead. Looking to throw. Gets it to McNeekin. That's enough for the first, and he's out of bounds. Good play right there. Another... As we got a penalty, a late penalty, thrown by the line judge on the near sideline. I believe this one will go against Arthur. Unsportsmanlike conduct on the Knights. So that will go on the Knights. That, I believe, will be a 15-yard penalty. No, just, just five. We'll say five on that one. And it was McMeekin making that catch. We'll say again a 16. As Cumberland will come out shotgun with four wide here, 52 seconds left. Olmstead, we got a false start. False start on the Pirates. That will move the Pirates back five. So there goes the five yards we got. Seventh penalty of the night for the Pirates for 40 yards. And it'll be first and goal on the 11. Shotgun. McNeek in the running back on the left-hand side. He'll get the pitch. Looking for some running room. Still powering forward, and he's in. Touchdown. Blake McNeek in an 11-yard touchdown run. And there is some life to the Pirates still. As Timberland gets on the board with 40 seconds left to go on an 11-yard touchdown run by McEachin. Of course, that Cumberland Pirate touchdown brought to you by First Neighbor Bank of Toledo. As the extra point attempt is no good. From Cumberland. So it'll stay a 14 to 6 game here with just 46 seconds left to go. And of course, that Cumberland Pirates touchdown brought to you, as we said, by First Neighbor Bank. Coming up at halftime, we'll have the Scott's Building Center halftime show where we'll have stats for you as well as a look at other games going on from around the area. As Cumberland shows some life here at the end of the half. After giving up 14 points in this half alone, Pirates now, at least on that one, able to come to life. And Cumberland, you know, is just saying, "Hey, we just gotta, we just gotta stay calm here, guys. We just gotta calm down. We're not out of this yet. It's an eight-point game here with 46 seconds left, and don't forget, the Pirates will get the ball at half." 
I get a good kick here for Cumberland. Try and pin Arthur back if he can. As Nebel has them all teed up, ready to go. It'll be a straight line drive kick. It'll bounce about the 20, picked up at about the 15-yard line for Arthur. Setting up the return. Breaks one tackle. Breaks another. Down the sidelines. He's going to be brought down is Waldrop at about the 43-yard line. And that's where Arthur will take over. It'll be first and 10 Arthur on their own 43. So first and 10 Arthur on their own 43. Arthur still with a chance here with 40 seconds left and all their timeouts. Get some points on the board if they want to. Parsons will come to the line. Shotgun wing back on the left-hand side. That's Walter who's the wing back. He's going to move in motion. And snap is going to pitch it to the motion man. That's Walter looking for some running room. Stutter steps, spin moves. Cuts back to the middle of the field and brought down after a gain of about, uh, looks like, five. Five-yard gain, give him four carries for 14 yards thus far tonight. And we'll get Arthur's first time out of the half here with 29 seconds left. Arthur still with a lot of uh, grass in front of him. Now, their kicker on their extra points has had lots of, of leg behind it. And he's, he's been booting it pretty well. I don't know quite what his range is. Obviously, it's not from your own 48-yard line. I know that for a fact. So Arthur's going to have to get some some points, or get some yards, I should say. And if you're Cumberland, you know, you kind of hope for that because Arthur tonight, 0 for 2 with two interceptions throwing the football. It hasn't been the passing game. Of course, Arthur not known for their passing attack. They're known for their rushing attack anyways. But Cumberland defensively has done a pretty good job tonight. Minus the the one play, the 60-yard run by Parsons that resulted in a touchdown. The Pirates have not given up a play more than six yards. Yeah, more than five yards. Has not given up one single play of more than five yards thus far tonight. Minus the one 60-yard run. So Cumberland defense has done a good job. Unfortunately, they got stuck on their own. You know, a first and goal from the two, and there's not much you can do on that defensively. And then one broken tackle, and Parsons was able to get in. But other than that, I think the Pirate defense did a good job. I'll have to stand tall here. Wing back going to move in motion again. They'll pitch it again to the motion man. He's looking to throw. Waldrop with a jump throw. It's going to be incomplete. Waldrop with the throw. Incomplete, and it brings up third down. A little trick magic there with the halfback pass. He was looking for Nettles. Nettles wanted a flag. Didn't get it, and he's still complaining about it as he heads into the huddle. Kind of throwing his hands up like, come on, give me something. He was laying on the ground just pointing to the ref saying, give it to me, give it to me. Nope. You and Beerman both were fighting for that football. So I'll have third down here. Third and five, 23 seconds left. Shotgun again. Wing back on the right-hand side. That's Waldrop again. Going to take the snap. And Parsons is going to keep it himself, and he's going to be short of the first. No, it'll be fourth down. He'll gain about three. And Cumberland will not call a timeout, and that'll do it. Now, after one half of play, 
Pirates trail 14 to 6. We'll be back with a look at your stats and the Scott's Billing Center halftime show here on WCRA. Summer is winding down, and that means two things at Gentry Small Engine Repair. They're ready to service your outdoor equipment, like chainsaws and leaf blowers. Need repairs, parts, or something shiny and new? They can help kick off your season. Go see Gentry Small Engine to get your machines ready for fall and football season. Don't forget to have your generator spruced up and ready to roar for those tricky Illinois winters. Located on the north side of the square in Toledo, Gentry Small Engine is a very proud supporter of Cumberland Pirate football. If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer this is cumberland high school football on 99.5 and 107.7 wcra at country financial we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town we're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive we take the time to get to know our clients we know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future call me curtis walker or me lauren holsapel clap at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like Neil Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neil deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Enjoy the perfect blend at Coffee and Creams in Toledo, your one-stop destination for all things delicious. Craving a rich cup of joe? They have you covered with hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, and specialty sodas. Ask your barista to build one just for you. Hungry? They have breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, pizza, soups, salads, wraps, and even a kid's menu. They really do have all your taste buds in mind. So step into Coffee and Creams in Toledo, where every visit is the perfect blend of deliciousness. Coffee and Creams will be open till 11 on game nights. And players in uniform get free small cones. Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Proud supporter of the Cumberland Pirates. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promised to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go, Pirates. Hey, let's go. 
This is the Cumberland Pirates Halftime Report on WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School. Pirates trail up the half, 14 to 6. Welcome into the Castle Center Halftime Show. Let's say how you get here. How we got here. Arthur got on the board first. 7.30 left to go in the second quarter. It was a 60-yard touchdown run by Parsons. Extra point was good. Made it 17 to nothing. Then Arthur would strike again just a moment later after the uh, punt went over uh, Harmon's head. And uh, it was a two-yard touchdown run from Parsons. Extra point again. Good. Made it 14 to nothing. But the Pirates would storm back with 40 seconds left to go in the half. They would get on the board in an 11-yard touchdown run by McMeekin. Extra point was no good. And so that is where we're at, 14 to 6 here at the half. Let's get a look at those stats first for the Pirates. Olsen, 5 for 11, throwing the ball for 59 yards. When he's had time, he's looked pretty decent. And even when he has a head time, just rolling out, he's been able to find some open men and looked pretty decent throwing the football. Three carries for 10 yards as well. Beerman, one carry for six yards. McNeekin, 13 carries, 84 yards, and that 11-yard touchdown running. Also has two catches for 31 yards as well as an interception. Um, Beerman also has an interception as well on the defensive side. Uh, Kaiser has two uh, catches for or two carries for five yards and one catch for two yards. Harmon with a catch for 15 yards as well as it was Gerhart with a catch for 13 yards as well. The big thing for Cumberland, no turnovers. They didn't have a fumble, but they didn't lose it. Able to get it back. And the other thing has been turnovers. Seven penalties for the Pirates for 40 yards. Way too many penalties here for Cumberland. For Arthur, look at their stats. Uh, Parsons 0 for 2 throwing the football with two interceptions. He is 9 for 50 running the football for two touchdowns. And then it's Waldrop, four carries for 14 yards. And that is it for Arthur. That's all they've gotten uh, here tonight, at least on the offensive side. Cumberland defense has done a good job tonight of limiting uh, the, the Arthur offense. In fact, uh, quick math will tell us 64 yards of offense for Arthur all those rushing whereas Cumberland they have let's see here quick math 10 6 84 5 so Cumberland's got 164 yards of total offense 105 rushing and 59 yards through the air. So this Cumberland offense has outgained Arthur. Again, minus the 60-yard play. Arthur hasn't had a play more than five yards all night. But unfortunately, you put your defense in a bad position with first and goal on the two. Not a lot you can do there. And that's why Arthur's got a 14 nothing lead. You know, in theory, you know, you would think you give up the big play, all right, in 7-6 ball game at the half. So I definitely think that Cumberland has nothing to hang their heads about. Besides the fact not finishing drives, and it started with their first drive of the game. They forced a three and out from Arthur, and then they drove all the way down the field, made up so much time, and went forward on fourth and goal from the 11 and came away with nothing. And that's really the only thing I think offensively you can kind of go, well, you know, you had a couple of drives stall out as well. You had to punt it a couple times. But other than that, there's nothing really you can hang your head about and say, oh, man, we're just – the penalties have been the biggest thing. I mean, the, the penalties for the Pirates kept a drive alive, and it had Arthur go – from a third and 12 all the way up to a third and five, and they were able to, to make that quite easily. Um, so you, you, you set them up to where, you know, they're probably going to have to punt it back to you. And unfortunately, it ended up leading to a touchdown there. 
with uh, that, that drive staying alive. So uh, penalties have been the big thing for the Pirates tonight. We'll see if they can shore that up here in the second half. Well, we will take a break when we come back. We'll take a look at our first neighbor bank of Toledo area scoreboard update. You're listening to the Scott Billings Center Halftime Show on WCRA. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Neil Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neil deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Enjoy the perfect blend at Coffee and Creams in Toledo, your one-stop destination for all things delicious. Craving a rich cup of joe? They have you covered with hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, and specialty sodas. Ask your barista to build one just for you. Hungry? They have breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, pizza, soups, salads, wraps, and even a kid's menu. They really do have all your taste buds in mind. So step into Coffee and Creams in Toledo, where every visit is the perfect blend of deliciousness. Coffee and Creams will be open till 11 on game nights. And players in uniform get free small cones. Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Proud supporter of the Cumberland Pirates. This is the Cumberland Pirates Halftime Report on WCRA. Welcome back to Cumberland High School here in the Scotts Building Center Halftime Show. Let's take a look at some area scores going on from around uh, the area on our First Neighbor Bank of Toledo area scoreboard update. Lincoln 21 to 6 over Springfield uh, Southeast at the half. Shelbyville 20 to nothing over Warrensburg Latham. That came in the second quarter. Fun 24 to 10 over Gillespie. That came in the second quarter as well. Mount Carmel 14 nothing over Paris in the first quarter. Bill Grove and Arthur tied at seven here in the second quarter of that game. Greenville 13 to 6 over Pena. That's a surprising one here in the second quarter. Charleston 14 10 over Effingham. That game at the half. Muhammad Seymour, 21-0 over Taylorville. That game in the first quarter. Tuscola, 28-7 over Central A&M. That game in the second quarter. Mount Zion, 21-0 over Mattoon. That game in the first quarter as well. So that's where we're at. That's a look at our area scoreboard update. Brought to you again by First Neighbor Bank of Toledo. And here at the half, let's announce our candidates, one of our candidates for the country, Financial Curtis Walker, Lower Holt, Apple Class play of the game and I got to go to the two interceptions right now I think both those interceptions were big plays to get momentum back to the Pirates and kind of you know prevent Arthur from going on any sustainable drive so uh, the the one by Bierman which I think was a fantastic play and then the one by McMeekin as well 
which was a very good play as well on the far sideline. So right now those are our contending uh, Curtis, country financial Curtis Walker and Lauren Holtz have a class plays of the game. And for our contenders for the Gentry Small Engine Repair Defensive Player of the Game, again, I got to look for McMeekin. I got to look for Beerman as well. Those two players both forcing the turnovers um, on on the Arthur offense. And, and those are the ones I'm looking at here, at least early on, for our defensive player of the game. While we have a moment, let's thank all our sponsors for making this broadcast possible. Of course, you're listening to Scott Stillman Center Halftime Show, but we also want to thank our sponsors, Evamco Midwest. First Neighbor Bank of Toledo, Country Financial, Curtis Walker, Law & Holmes, Apple Slap, Cuts Insurance, Gentry Small Engine Repair, Coffee and Creams, as well as the Toledo Democrat. And hey, whether you're listening on the radio at WCRA, 1090 AM, 99.5 at 107.7 FM, maybe you're listening online at effinghamradio.com or the free Effingham Radio app. Hey, if you're listening on the app or online, first of all, we appreciate it. We thank you. But also want to thank our sponsor for making that possible. That's Neil Tire Toledo, the official stream sponsor of Cumberland Pirate football. So we are still here at the half. It's 14-6, Arthur Wade, but it will be Cumberland football coming out of the half. We will take another timeout. When we come back, we'll have our keys to the second half. You're listening to Cumberland Pirate football on WCRA. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promise to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. Your small business deserves big coverage, and that's what Cuts Insurance and Grinnell Mutual provide. We protect your future and your peace of mind with comprehensive and customized coverages you can rely on to run your business smoothly. Keep your sights set on the future. Trust in tomorrow. Contact Dave Cuts, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at Cuts Insurance today for all your business insurance needs. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. When you have a project to get done and you don't have the equipment you need, try Scott's Building Center in Greenup. Scott's has a rental center where you can rent anything from mini excavators, skid steers, electric jackhammers, utility and dump trailers, plus much more. For a fee, they can also deliver. Call or stop by today and see what all they have to offer. Their staff will help you get the equipment you need and help you with every project you have. So don't try to do the job without the right equipment. See Scott's Building Center on Route 40 in Greenup. If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Opportunity employer. This is the Cumberland Pirates halftime report on WCRA. Welcome back here, Cumberland High School, as we are just about set to begin the second half here in just a moment as the Pirates make their way out from the locker room and keys to the half for the second half of the Cumberland Pirates quit the penalties, quit the penalties. That's what. My key for Cumberland's got to be you got to quit shooting yourself in the foot here. You got to, you know, you got this Arthur team on the ropes. I mean, this is going to be a, a big win possibly tonight if you're Cumberland, but you got to quit making self inflicted mistakes. The high snaps, the penalties, just two things that absolutely the kickoff 
that Arthur was able to recover. I mean, those are just things that you can't you can't consistently have happen. You got to make sure you you fix those mistakes, and we'll see if the Pirates can do that. But offensively, like I said, the Pirates have moved the ball really well. I feel at least the, the ground game is there. The passing attack has been there when needed. Specifically, that last drive of the the first half, I got on point. They did a great job throwing the football. So I I like what I see on the Cumberland offense. And the Cumberland defense has done a good job as well. When you factor in the fact that Cumberland has given up 69 yards of total offense and 60 of them came on one run, that's a good night. That's a good night for a defense. So uh, I really I really like what I'm seeing out of this Pirate, uh, pirate defense right now. So uh, hopefully the Pirates can keep this going. And, you know, you're, you're right here again. You take away the two-yard line starting position of Arthur on that one drive, and you're looking at a 7-6 ball game. And that's how I think Cumberland should look at it. It's 7-6. Yes, I know the scoreboard says 14-6, but I think it's 7-6 because the Cumberland uh, defense has been playing a lot better than giving up 14 points. And, again, this is an Arthur team that all season has scored more than 30 every game. No opponent besides one, one out of the, the – uh, one – opponent out of the four that Arthur has faced has scored more than uh, 20 points. So you know you're not going to be in a huge, you know, this isn't going to be a kind of a track meet style game where you're, you know, running up and down the field and scoring point after point after point after point. This is going to be one of those, you know, kind of grinded out games that I think feeds into the Pirates' offensive style. So I like what I'm seeing out of the Cumberland Pirate offense. Again, you got to quit making silly mistakes got to make sure you're doing smart things with the football. Again, no turnovers, which the Pirates have not yet done. They didn't have that one fumble, but they didn't lose it. And they forced two turnovers, as well as a fumble that Arthur did not lose. So, But they did fumble it, and they were able to fall on it, though. So we'll be set to begin here in just a moment. Arthur will be kicking off to the Pirates. As Arthur... We'll kick off to Cumberland. Cumberland will travel left or right on your radio dial. And if you're the Pirates, you have to be leery. Make sure that you don't get caught napping and give up a, another, you know, onside kick. You got to try and, and get the ball here. And start this this second half off with, with a drive and hopefully with points. As we await the, the clock to change. It still says 38 seconds, so I think we'll await official word until that is fixed or official whistle. I haven't heard the whistle yet as we wait to officially get this thing half underway. 14 to 6, Arthur leads. They will be kicking off to the Pirates. Cumberland back deep to return. As Arthur. To kick it off. There's the kick. Oh, hold on. We got whistles. The clock's not right. It says 15 minutes. It's supposed to say 12. So we'll line up and redo it as the clock's not responding from up here in the tower. There it goes. Now we are all set and ready for the kickoff again. So Arthur's going to kick it off again as the clock was set for 15 minutes. So here we go. 
we'll re-get the ball on the team. We'll redo it again. Arthur kicking off to the Pirates. McNeek and back deep to return. I believe I see Gerhardt and uh, Bierman back there as well. There's a kick. It's going to be a little squib kick, and it's immediately caught by the Pirates and down. Good job by Cumberland, and they'll take over with decent field position on their own 46-yard line. First and 10, Cumberland ball on their own 46. And that's where this Pirate offense will take over. So we'll see what Coach wants to do here. And, again, I like what I saw on that final drive out of the Pirates, mixing up the run in the pass. They'll come out with two wing backs, two wide receivers, and a running back on the right-hand side. Olsen's going to move McMeek in motion. They'll give it to McMeek in on the jet sweep, looking to get around the outside. Still trying to motor ahead, cut the corner, and he's going to be brought down. He'll get about uh, two, maybe three. Yeah, it looks like three yards for McMeek in. He's got 87 now on the night on 14 carries. You know, bring up second and about seven here for the Pirates. As Cumberland will head to the line, it'll be second and about seven. Ball on the 49-yard line. That is the Arthur 49. Two wide receivers on the left-hand side. Excuse me, the Cumberland 49. Okay, Snap fakes the handoff to Kaiser. Going to hand it off. McNeek is going to be hit right at the line. They'll fall forward for getting about two. Yeah, I think they'll give him, give him two and get him inside of Arthur territory. So make it third and five now for the Pirates inside Arthur territory. Two straight runs to McNeek in. Again, I think, you know, you, you have to be leery if you're Cumberland to becoming one-dimensional on offense. Here it'll be third down. McNeese will line up at wide receiver on the right-hand side. Two receivers on the left-hand side. Kaiser, the running back on the left. And off goes to Olmstead. Olmstead's going to throw it, and he's just going to air it out. No, it's falling complete. He was under pressure as he threw that one. And unfortunately, overthrew his man. He was looking for McMeekin. And they'll bring up fourth down, and the Pirates will go a three and out on their first drive. Not quite, I'm sure, what you wanted to see on your first drive of the half for Cumberland. But you'll take your lumps, and you'll hopefully pin Arthur back deep as you'll be punting from your own Ford or from the Arthur 49 yard line. Harmon. We'll be standing about the 37-yard line. It's a little bit of a high snap. He's able to corral and get the punt off. No pressure this time. A good punt. It'll bounce to the 20. It'll roll all the way down to the 10, and it'll be downed at the 10. So Arthur will take over at the 10-yard line, their own 10, on a good punt from Harmon. So it'll be... 10-15 left to go in the third quarter. Arthur will take over first and 10 on their own 10. And this Pirate defense, if they can stand strong, may be able to win the field position battle here. Parsons will come out again. Shotgun wing back on the left-hand side, running back on the right-hand side. Wide receiver on the right as well. Walter going to move in motion from that wing back position. He'll get the pitch. Looking for some running room. Right side breaks through one tackle. Breaks another spin move, still on his feet, and finally brought down. But he's got enough for the first down to the 
25-yard line. So a 15-yard gain right out of the box for Waldrop. That's more than he's gotten all night thus far. Before that, Kerry, he had 14 yards on the night, but he gets a first down for Arthur. And Arthur, just their third first down of the night. It'll be first and 10 ball in the 24 officially. Takes snap, going to hand it off again. This time, running room on the right-hand side. Gain of about four. That was Stiretz with the carry, his first of the night. Actually, going to give him about six on that play. Brings up second and four. Ball in the 30. This is where I think this Arthur offense can kind of start, you know, they just, they, like Cumberland, they grind. They grind you all night. And they'll come out again, shotgun, double wing back, and a running back on the left-hand side, one receiver on the left as well. Gonna move one man in motion. They'll fake it to the motion man. Hands it off to Waldrop, looking for running room. Not a lot there. Falls forward for about two. So we'll see if the Pirate defense can make a stand here. It'll be third and about four yards from the 31-yard line. Third and three. As the Cumberland defense will try and make a stop here. Wing back on the left-hand side. Running back on the right. That's Waldrop. He's going to move in motion for that wing back position. Parsons is going to keep it himself. He's going to fall. I think he's close. I'm waiting on official word. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. And they're going to say first down. He got just enough for the first down. Second first down of the drive. And this is where Arthur is going to try and do what the Pirates did last week to Villa Grove, and that is just keep the ball and get a sustained drive going and drain some clock. Arthur will come to line first and 10. Ball on the 34-yard line. Shotgun again, wing back on the right-hand side, running back on the left-hand side as well. Going to move Waldrop in motion from that wing back position. They take it to Waldrop. Keeper for Parsons. Parsons going to keep it, and he's down the sidelines. He's got a block downfield. He's got another one still on his feet, spinning around. He's going to go out of bounds. And they're going to mark him down at the 40. So a big gain right there of 25 yards and a first down for Arthur. As this Arthur offense has come out firing on all cylinders here in the second half. Something we really didn't see him do in the first half. It'll be first and 10, ball on the Cumberland 40-yard line. And this Cumberland defense needs to make a play here. Two wide receivers on the left-hand side. Wing back. Nope, check that. Two running backs in the backfield with Pearson. Parsons going to hand it off, looking for some running room, and brought down. That's going to be Sterrett. Yeah, this one is a defensive struggle. Give him about four. Yeah. For Sterrett. As... Cumberland. Defense still going to have to make a stop here. Second and seven. Shotgun. Two receivers on the left-hand side. Two running backs in the backfield with Parsons. Parsons takes the snap. Uh, look to hand it off. Nope. Keeper. Late decision to keep it. 
But he's going to fight forward for about uh, four yards, it looks like. If he really had that one in the belly of his wider, of his it running is, back, but pulled it right back. So it'll be third down. Learned about three here for the Knights. Third and four on the 33-yard line here with 6.30 left to go in the third quarter. Cumberland defense needs to make a stop here. Wing back on the right-hand side, wide receiver on the left, running back on the left, takes snap. Parsons is going to keep it himself, looking for a running room. Runs into a house of pirates, and he's going to be short. It will be fourth down. Give him about three. He needed four. He calls his own number, and it will be fourth down. Fourth down, fourth and about one. For Arthur, and I think at this point you're going to go for it here on your own 30, or excuse me, on the Cumberland 30. As again, Nettles just complaining more, complaining he thought it should have been a first. I guess he's a referee sometimes too, as opposed to just a wide receiver. Shotgun again, Parsons almost fumbled the snap, but he's going to get it back, and he's got enough for the first down. And the ball's on the ground. It came out, I think. And Cumberland's got it. Turnover. The ball came out. Parsons came out. Now he's saying, hey, my forward progress stopped, and it doesn't look like they're going to give it to him. As it will be Cumberland turnover. Cumberland ball in the turnover. So Cumberland's defense able to force the turnover. Here with 5.29 left to go, and the Pirates will take over. First and 10 for Cumberland. Three wide receivers on the right-hand side. More Olmstead. Olmstead takes a sound quick screen pass. It's going to be tipped and incomplete. As Arthur was running for it, they thought it was a fumble when clearly that pass went backwards. As Arthur, I just, just wants to make up the rules as they go. And again, it was Nettles down there saying, no, no, no. It was... It, it, it was it should be a fumble. So again, it'll be second down, second and ten for the Pirates after the incomplete pass. Three wide receivers on the right-hand side for Olmstead. Takes the snap, looking quick pass over to Harmon. Gets it to Harmon. Harmon's going to fight through one tackle. Still on his feet, down the sideline, dragging. Ninth with him, and he's got enough for the first down. Give him 12 on that one. As Harmon just carried those defenders with him and said, you're coming with me. Let's go for a ride. Harmon's second catch of the night. He's got 27 yards through the air. 71 yards for Olmstead through the air tonight. And another first down for the Pirates. Cumberland's last four first downs have all been through the air. And it'll be first and 10, ball on the 41-yard line. That's the Pirate 41. They'll come out shotgun again. Three wide outs on the right-hand side. Harmon, the lone receiver on the left. Kaiser, the running back on the left. Set up a quick screen pass. Nope, faked it. He's going to air it out, and it's going to fall incomplete. He's looking for Beerman and just led him too far. 
If you're going to miss it, miss to where no one can get it. Don't don't miss short. Always miss long, and that's what Olmstead did there. I'll set up second and ten. Second and ten for the Pirates. As Olmstead and company will come out this time, it looks like Wishbone. Nope, check that high formation. For the Pirates. Meek in the deep back here on second and ten. And Arthur moved. Nope, there's Sid Cumberland moved. False start on the Pirates. Another penalty on Cumberland. I saw Arthur jump, but they probably jumped it in reaction to the Pirates. So make it second and 15 on Cumberland. That's now eight penalties for 45 yards for the Pirates tonight. 441 left to go third quarter. Cumberland needs to try and get some points on this drive. Shotgun. Three receivers on the right-hand side for Olmstead. Running back on the right-hand side as well. Olmstead takes the snap, looking to throw. Land across the middle. He's got Beerman. Beerman's going to make the catch, and he's going to be brought down. About the 40, the 47-yard line, and Beerman's a little slow to get up. He'll pop up. He'll be all right. He'll give him a gain of 13 on that catch. Beerman's first of the night. So now be third down, third and five. Third and five for the Pirates. Ball on their own 47. Big play here in this ball game. Shotgun again. McMeekin, the running back on the left-hand side. Takes snaps. Going to pitch it over to McMeekin. Looking for some running room. Makes one man miss. Cuts back upfield. He's got some blocks in front of him. He's got the first down and more. He's inside Arthur territory and enough for the first down. Give him seven on that one. Good job by McMeekin of stopping, setting his feet, and then cutting back the other way where he saw a green pasture. And there'll be another pirate first down. Ninety-eight yards on the night for Blake. Check that ninety-six yards for Blake tonight. And it'll be first and ten Cumberland. Ball in Arthur territory on the Arthur forty-seven. Three twenty left to go in this third quarter. Fourteen six. Cumberland trails, but they're on the move. Shotgun four wide. Olmstead gonna pass off a little dump pass to Kaiser. Kaiser's running around. It goes backwards. Now moves forward, trying to fight forward, and he will get a gain of about two. And they'll give him one. Did a lot of running, but unfortunately, he's just trying to go somewhere with it, saying, hey, someone give me something. And unfortunately, there was nothing there. The Arthur defense rode that one pretty well. Make it second and nine. Second and nine for the Pirates. Instead, we'll line up shotgun. He's got two receivers on his right-hand side, as well as this running back. That's Kaiser on the right side as well. Rolling out to his right, looking to throw. Going to throw it to McNeekin. Good catch by McNeekin. He's going to be close to the first down. I think he's going to be just about a yard short. Give him two yards short. Make it a seven-yard pitch and catch there. Seven-yard catch by McMeekin. It'll be third and two 
for the Pirates. Ball on the Arthur 38-yard line. McNeekin's got 38 yards through the air tonight. 92 yards for Olmstead thus far tonight as well, throwing the football. Here on third and two, Cumberland will get close to the line. Olmstead will take the snap. He's looking for running room. It's quarterback run the whole way. He's got enough for the first. Just hold on to the football, and he will give him four yards on the carry. And a first down for the Pirates. That's all that was designed to do. Just get you know, the first and keep the drive alive, and that's what they did. It'll be first and 10 Cumberland on the Arthur 36. Here with a minute 30 left to go in the third quarter. Cumberland using some clock, but again, it's got to result in points. It has to result in points if you're Cumberland. You can get down here and stall out. Cumberland will kind of be in a wild, nope, I formation. McNeek in the deep back. He'll get the handoff. Nothing there. Arthur blew that one up pretty quickly. It'll be a loss of three for McMeekin. The only time tonight McMeekin's been pushed backwards. So make it now second and 13 for Cumberland. Ball in the 39. And with 50 seconds left in the third quarter. As Cumberland... Looking at a second and long here. Now you can say that the Pirates are behind the six. They'll come out shotgun. Three wide receivers on the right-hand side. Running back is Kaiser. He's on the left-hand side as well. Harmon, the lone receiver on the left. Pump fakes it to Harmon. Deep ball. Looking for Harmon. Too deep. He had him out there. He was open. He just missed him, and it'll fall incomplete. I like what they did there. The pump fake got the defender to jump, but unfortunately just a little too far. Let him just a little too much, and it'll bring up third down for the Pirates. But again, I like the play call. I like the aggressiveness. I like what I'm seeing on Olmstead. That was a good throw there, I thought. Just a little too far. Let him a little tiny bit too far. It'll be third down. Third and about 13 here. 27 seconds left to go third quarter. As Cumberland will come out, shotgun, with three wide receivers on the right-hand side. One receiver on the left, that's Harmon. Takes a snap to his own steady. He's rolling out to his right, under pressure. Rolling, rolling. He's going to throw it up there. It's going to be tipped around and falls incomplete. He, he made a split-second decision if he was going to run with it or if he was going to throw it. And he threw it, and he just threw it a little high of a tip. And it falls incomplete. Now he has decision time for the Pirates. Fourth down, fourth and 13. Ball on the 39-yard line. I think you got to go for it here. It's four down territory here with 21 seconds left to go in the third. You're down by eight. you, you got to try and keep this drive alive and try and get some points here. And looks like that's what the Pirates will do. Big play in this game here. Fourth and 13 for the Pirates. Cumberland will come out. Shotgun, three receivers bunched up to the right-hand side. One receiver on the left. They're going to move McNeekin in motion from right to left. Olmstead looking to throw. He's got time. He's going to air it out there. It's going to fall incomplete too far. Let his man a little too far, and that one will fall incomplete, and there'll be a turnover on down for the Pirates. I mean, he had to go for it. You didn't have – yeah, I mean, you had to go for it. And Olmstead just missed him. And Olmstead's just going, man, come on. Just missed him just a little bit. 
and it will be Arthur football. Seventeen seconds left. So you used up a lot of clock at your Cumberland. Unfortunately, you didn't get any points and give the ball back to Arthur. Parsons, shotgun, two running backs and two wide receivers on his left-hand side. Takes a snap. He's going to keep it himself on the option keeper. Jukes one tackle, jukes another, and it's going to be brought down from behind after a gain of about four. Parsons really stepped it up here in the second half thus far. He's got 90 yards on the ground, and that'll do it. That'll be it for the third quarter of play. It's 14 to 6. Arthur Leeds will be back with the final quarter of action here on WCRA. Neil Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neil deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! Enjoy the perfect blend at Coffee and Creams in Toledo, your one-stop destination for all things delicious. Craving a rich cup of joe? They have you covered with hot and cold brews, teas, lotus, and specialty sodas. Ask your barista to build one just for you. Hungry? They have breakfast sandwiches, ice cream, pizza, soups, salads, wraps, and even a kid's menu. They really do have all your taste buds in mind. So step into Coffee and Creams in Toledo, where every visit is the perfect blend of deliciousness. Coffee and Creams will be open till 11 on game nights. And players in uniform get free small cones. This is Cumberland High School football on 99.5 and 107.7 WCRA. Will switch ends of the field. Arthur moving left to right. Final quarter of play. They lead by eight. They have the football. Arthur looking at a second six. Ball on their own 43-yard line. Shotgun formation. One receiver on the right-hand side. Wing back on the right-hand side to Waldrop. Going to hand it off on kind of a reverse to Waldrop. He's going to fight forward, give him about three. And that's it. McNeekin with the tackle brings up third down. Third and four. And if you're Cumberland here, you need to make a stop and, and in a perfect world push Arthur back maybe a little bit if you can. But you at least need to make the stop here and force a fourth down. Try and get the ball back to your offense. That's what the Pirates need to try to do here. Arthur will come out. Wing back on the right-hand side. One receiver on the left-hand side. Going to move that wing back in motion. That's Waldrop. He's going to get it on the pitch. Looking for some running room on the left side. He's going to fight. He's short. He's short by about a yard. Give him about a yard gain on that one. I think maybe two. Yeah, I... I I think he's about two yards short, a yard and a half maybe. Yeah, a yard and a half. So Arthur will go for it here. Big fourth down. Pirates got to try and stand tall here, force the turnover on downs. Arthur takes the snap. Parsons going to hand it off. Nope, he's going to keep it himself, and he's going to be just enough. He needed a yard. He got two. He got hit at the line, and he just fell forward. Because he fell forward, he got enough. Ball will be on the 50. As Arthur able to keep the drive alive. 
Parsons. Two wing backs. Wide receiver on the right hand side. Running back on the right hand side. Now Arthur's just gonna let that clock wind down. Or they make a play and they're gonna hand it off to Waldrop. Waldrop with some running room and he's gonna fight forward for about four. As this Cumberland defense now is gonna have to keep playing, playing tough here. Trying to get the ball back to this pirate offense with some time left on the clock here. And again, Arthur taking their sweet time. Play clock down to 15. They haven't even broken the huddle. They're just now breaking the huddle. It'll be second and seven. You're Cumberland, you got to try and make tackles, but you got to try and rip that ball out as well. Two wingbacks. And we got flags, and I believe a false start on our Arthur. Yes, false start on the night. That will be their third penalty of the night for 15 yards, and that'll push them back, and that'll help the Pirates. That'll be push them back into their own territory again, and it'll make it second and 12. Second and 12 for Arthur. For Cumberland, you have to know the run is coming, but it's just a matter of who. Who's going to be getting the football? I'm going to be looking at either Parsons or I'm going to be looking at Waldrop. Those are the two main runners tonight for Arthur. Arthur will come out, wing back on the left-hand side is Waldrop, running back on the right-hand side as well, and we got flagged. And this one may be on the Pirates. Nope, Arthur again. Five more. Another false start on Arthur. That'll be five more. And Arthur, Coach Jefferson, is giving the ref an earful on the sidelines, but it'll push him back second and 17. Well, Arthur had a drive kept alive due to Cumberland going offside. Now Arthur is stopping their own drives by false turns because not only does it push him back, it stops the clock. Wing back on the left-hand side. Check that it doesn't stop the clock. As Parsons looking to throw, going to air that one out there, and it's going to fall incomplete. That's a gutsy call there, especially when you're 0 for 2 with two picks throwing the football. It'll bring up third and 17 now, but I guess you're thinking, hey, we need to get 17 yards. we got to do something to get a big chunk of them, but unfortunately falls incomplete. And now it's third and 17. 8.24, and it stops the clock. So third down here, this Pirate defense trying to force Arthur into a fourth down. Arthur will line up. Looks like wing back on the left-hand side, running back on the right, one receiver on the right as well for Parsons. Parsons fakes the handoff, looking to throw, under pressure, rolling out to his left, still rolling the left, going to air it out there, it's going to be caught! He's close to the first down marker. Where do they mark him down at officially? I think it's going to be a yard short. Needed 17, I think they're going to give him 16. Yep, they're going to give him 16. That catch was, I believe, by Appleby. So it will be fourth down. Fourth 
Fourth and one. Pirate defense needs to make a stop here. You need to stop them. Force the turnover. The Cumberland crowd getting loud. And we're going to get a timeout from Arthur. Arthur's going to think about it here with 7.27 left to go. We'll take a 30-second timeout as well. You'll listen to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. At Gentry Small Engine Repair in Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. You're listening to Cumberland Pirates football on WCRA. Welcome back here, Cumberland High School. Seven twenty-seven left to go in the ball game. Arthur leads by eight. It's fourteen to six. So they're looking at a fourth and one ball on their own forty-one yard line. And I, you know, Arthur's going to go for it because of the, the position they're at in the field. Can this Pirate defense stop them? That's going to be the question. That's going to be the ball game here, or at least a big chunk of the ball game. is on this play right here. Shotgun wing back on the left-hand side is Waldrop. Takes a snap. Does Parsons. He's going to keep it himself. He hops over the pile, and he's got enough for the first. Yeah, he just hopped over the pile, got five yards, and enough for the first down for Arthur. Arthur, after putting themselves back so far, able to convert on the first down and keep the drive alive here with seven minutes left. And again, if you're Cumberland, you, you got to stop them. Got to force a turnover. You got to do something. Shotgun again, wing back on the left hand side's Waldrop. As again, Parsons just letting that clock wind down. Now he'll snap it. He's going to hand it off. Looking for a running room left side. He's going to be brought backwards. Loss of about four. That was uh, Sterich, excuse me, on the carry. The loss of four makes it second and 14. I mean, that's helpful. It is. But you got to get the football back. As we're closing in on six minutes left to go in the ball game, and you're down by eight, you can't let Arthur score any more points here. <coughs> Two wide receivers on the right-hand side. Two running backs in the backfield. Shotgun formation again. Takes the snap. Pitches it forward. Nope, he's going to throw it up. It's going to be incomplete. Battle over the football, and it falls incomplete. Good defense out there by the Pirates. He'll bring up third down, and it stops the clock. So third down, third and 14, 5.58 left to go in the ballgame. Ball on the Cumberland 41. Got to be smart here if you're Cumberland. Don't jump off sides, nothing like that. Just bat the ball down, try and force, force a fourth down. If you have an opportunity to, to get a turnover, get it. But otherwise, just make the tackle. 
Parsons, shotgun, wing back on left-hand side. He'll move it in motion. That's Waldrop. Fakes it to Waldrop on the pitch. He's going to keep it himself. And Parsons is going to get, it looks like about uh, maybe eight yards on the carry. It will bring up fourth down. So it will be fourth down. It'll be fourth and eight. Maybe fourth and seven. On the 34. And again, if you're Cumberland, you got to get a stop here. You have to. Fourth and seven. You have to make a stop. You have to get Arthur off the field. Arthur will come out, wing back on the right hand side, wide receiver on the right hand side, wing back on the left for Parsons. Parsons takes the snap. He's going to roll out to his right. He's looking to throw, rolling right, still looking to throw, rolling right. Throws it up there. It's going to be incomplete. He had a man, and it's still incomplete. Oh, his man was wide open, too. He was looking for Waldrop. Wide open, and he just misread that ball, and it'll fall incomplete, and Cumberland will take over. A huge play. Waldrop was there. He got behind the defense. He had the space. He jumped up to catch it, and it hit him in the right shoulder pad and kind of fell to the ground. As 5.07 left to go. 5.07 left to go in this ball game. Cumberland with it. Olmstead shotgun. Three wide receivers on the right-hand side. Takes the snap. Looking to throw. Quick pass over to Harmon. It's tipped in the air and it's intercepted. Intercepted by Arthur. Oh, that one hurt. Interception by Arthur. It was Frederick, the sophomore, with the interception on the tip drill, and Arthur will take back over. That is a momentum killer. Your defense forced the, the, the fourth down, forced the turnover, and then on the very first play, an interception, and Arthur will take back over. Arthur will have an opportunity to drain more clock here. Parsons. Shotgun, wing back on the right hand side. I'm going to move wing back in motion. They'll pitch it to the emotion man. He's going to be brought for a huge loss. A big loss. That was Frederick who just made the defensive interception. Now he's going to lose about, uh, we'll give him nine. Loss of nine on that one. So it makes it second and 19. And Arthur's pushed back into their own territory. And those are the kind of plays that Cumberland needs. Second and 19, Arthur, Cumberland needs to try and get more momentum here. Arthur, shotgun, two wingbacks. Going to move, hand it off to Waldrop, looking for some running room, and he's going to crawl forward, give him maybe four, and we got a timeout from Cumberland. So give Waldrop four on the carry. He's got 44 on the night on 10 carries. And with 4.07 left to go in the ballgame, it will be a third down, about third and 15 <coughs> for Arthur. Cumberland will use their first timeout. Oh, man, Cumberland's not out of this yet. The defense can force a turnover. you got to not let anything get past you. Try and keep everything in front of you. If you're on the Cumberland defense, but you got to you got to try and force a fourth down. 
if you can. And then hopefully maybe maybe get the ball back. If you can force Arthur into a fourth down and force him on a turnover on downs. And, you know, then your offense just has to step up and play. As the offense has been totally shut down here in the second half. For the most part. I mean, yeah, Cumberland hasn't done much. They've had some passes. That's about it in the second half. So it'll be third down. Third and about 15 or so. Parsons, shotgun, wing back on the right-hand side, running back on the left. He's going to keep it himself. Quarterback keeper looking for some running room. He's going to bounce outside. Don't get down to make it about a fourth and nine. They'll give him about six yards on that one. And we have a player down for Cumberland. He's getting up, though. Just a little kind of limping. That one maybe looks like it's Kaiser. Just limping off to the sidelines. Here with 3.52 left to go. It'll be fourth and nine. Fourth and nine. Now up over 113 yards for Parsons. Third and nine, 350 left to go in the ball game. Arthur's going to go for it here. Fourth and nine. This Cumberland defense going to try and force another turnover on downs. Arthur's going to let that clock wind down as much as they can. They'll come out shotgun. Running back on the left-hand side. Wing back on the left-hand side as well. Parsons takes the snap. He's going to punt it. As it goes up in the air, and it'll be down at the 20. They lined up like they were going to go for it, and instead he punts it. So Cumberland will take over first and 10 on their own 20 with 321 left to go. This is it for the Pirates. Got to try and get some points on the board here. Cumberland offense, after looking so strong as week one and two, hasn't looked nearly as strong in weeks three and four. Here in week five, not looking that strong either. They got to move the ball here. Got 80 yards in front of them. Cumberland, lineup shotgun, running back on the right-hand side, two receivers on the left, one receiver on the right for Olmstead. And we're going to get a timeout from Cumberland. Coach hates burning that timeout, but Cumberland was not set up in the right spot, so you have to use that timeout here with 321 left to go in the ballgame. Trailing by eight. 14 to six. No one has scored since Cumberland did at the end of the half. Yeah, 40 seconds left in the half. Cumberland scored, and that's the last time we've had any points put on the board. Well, we have a moment. I want to thank our sponsors, Scott's Building Center, Babco Midwest, First Denver Bank of Toledo, Country Financial, Curtis Walker, Lauren Holtz, Apple Clap, Gus Insurance, Gentry Small Engine Repair, Coffee and Cream, Neil Tyron Toledo, and the Toledo Democrat. Don't forget to stick around in the post-game show. We will announce our Country Financial, Curtis Walker, Lauren Holtz, Apple Clap, play of the game, as well as our Gentry Small Engine Repair defensive player of the game. And we'll look at the Coffee and Cream's final stats of the game as well. Don't forget Coffee and Cream's open on game nights later. So stop by in Toledo to get yourself a drink or bite to eat after the game tonight. All righty. 
First and 10 for the Pirates, 321. Hopefully, we'll stop my coffee and creams and celebrate a Pirate come from a high victory. But we'll see if the Pirates can get that done here. They'll line up high formation. 321 left to go in this ballgame. Trailing by eight. Next snap, going to pitch it out to McNeekin. McNeekin looking for some running room. Gets to the outside, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds after he gained about like five yards is what they're going to give McNeekin on that one. Five yards, he just pushed out of bounds, so with 3.14 left to go, it'll be second and five, but obviously you're in four-down territory arc is Cumberland the rest of the way. You're going for it on every fourth down. As Olmstead will come out, shotgun, four wide. He's got two receivers on the left, two receivers on the right. Running back on the right-hand side as well. Going to move McNeekin in motion. They'll give it to him. Nope, they'll fake it to McNeekin on the jet sweep, but instead hand it off to the running back. He's going to be brought down behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of two. That was Gerhardt on the carry. Loss of two. And I'll set up third down, third and seven for the Pirates. Under three minutes left to play in this ballgame. Eight-point game. At some point, I think you have to, yeah, I mean, you have to try and start moving the ball in bigger chunks. The run game's just not there the second half. Come on, come out shotgun. Three receivers on the right-hand side, one on the left. That'll be Gerhardt, the running back. Pump fake, throws it up. It's going to be caught by Beerman for the first down. Beerman with a big catch. Give him 11 on that one. And Cumberland's got to hurry up. 2.20 left to go. Cumberland's got to hurry. Cumberland's hurrying up to the line. Shotgun again. Looking to throw. Right side incomplete. Olmstead is looking for Beerman again, and unfortunately, just falls incomplete. So it'll be second and 10. Ball on the 36. Still got a lot of green in front of you if you're Cumberland. Not a lot of time. 213 and one timeout. So Cumberland's really got to start hurrying to the football after the play. And we'll see what Cumberland wants to draw up. On this one, second and 10. Shotgun formation. Earhart, the running back. Two receivers on the left, two on the right. Takes the snap, looking to throw his homestead. He's got it to the right side to Beerman again, and Beerman will get out of bounds. They completed it again on the far sideline. Give him about six on that one. So he'll bring up third down. After the six-yard throw, Cumberland looking at a third and about five here. Long four. Shotgun. Split wide outs, two on each side. Running back on the left-hand side as well. Olmstead looking to throw. Going to throw it again to Beerman right side, trying to get out of bounds. He will get out of bounds. He's short of the first, though. As he needed five, it looks like he got about three. So 
159 left to go. It'll be fourth down. Fourth and a yard, basically. Someone's got to convert on this fourth down. You have to. You don't have a choice. I'd like to see maybe just a lineup wishbone run up the middle, possibly. Maybe a bounce to the outside. I don't know, but you, you got to convert on this fourth down. Uh, Cumberland will line up. McMeek and will be in at quarterback. He's going to take the snap. He's looking for some running room. He's short. He's short. I believe he's short. As we're waiting for the official spot. First down. They gave it to him. I couldn't tell from my vantage point. They're going to give him the first. And the Pirates are still alive. 155 left to go. Cumberland's got to hurry up, though. they got to get moving. Only have one timeout left. Shotgun formation. Momentum is starting to turn to the Pirates' side. They're going to move one man in motion. They'll fake it to the motion man. Olmstead looking to throw. Here's that one up there. He's got a man too far. Missed him by half a step. He was looking for McNeekin. He was out there. Just missed him by a half a step. So it'll be second and ten. Again, I like the call. I like the call. I like the aggressiveness. You had him. He had his man beat. You just missed him by about a half a step. That was Cade at McMeekin, not Blake McMeekin, who was out there. Second and ten. Cumberland trying to pull this one out. Second and ten. Ball on the 46. As we know, the Pirates will not go away quietly into the night. Shotgun again. Olmstead's going to pitch it out. Looking for running room. Nothing there at all. Good stop there by Arthur on the pitch. And it'll set the Pirates back. That'll be a loss of about four for McNeekin. And you got to hurry up if you're Cumberland. Clock's still moving. It'll be third down. I'm not seeing quite the urgency I'd like to see from this Pirate team. You got to get moving. You got a minute 10 left. You got to move faster. I formation, third down. I formation. Makes the handoff. Olmstead in trouble. Gets away from the sack. Still in trouble. He can't do anything with it. He's going to be brought down. It'll be fourth down. Fourth and long for the Pirates, and we're going to get a timeout from Cumberland. It'll be their last. Olmstead loss of four. And it'll be fourth and long. And Cumberland will take a timeout with 50 seconds left. It will be Cumberland's final timeout. And, again, fourth and about maybe 18. 18 yards or so is what we're looking at. Fourth and 18. To get a first down, you got to get it down to the 44. So Cumberland's got to take a shot here. they got to get a first. They don't have a choice. And then once you get the first, you got to hurry up and get to the football. 
you got to take a shot here. you got to go for it. I know Jerome said you've missed a couple of them, but you've missed them long. you got to give it a chance. I mean, that's all you got to do here. you got to throw it up and give, give your guys an opportunity with 15 seconds left. That's Cumberland. We'll break the huddle. Here we go. This is the ball game. Fourth down. Pirates will come out. Shotgun. Four wide. Arthur looks like with three down linemen. Everyone kind of playing back and prevent. Gonna move one man in motion. That's Beerman. They'll give it to Beerman. Give it back to McNeekin. McNeekin's gonna run it. Yep, McNeekin's gonna run it. I don't think he's gonna have enough room. He's still going. He's gonna be brought down. He's short. They went with the reverse, and he's going to be short by about five yards. And that should be the ball game. I think McNeekin was probably trying to look to throw, but unfortunately there was no one open, and so he just took off and tried to run with it. He, he got close, but he just didn't quite get enough. And they marked him just a couple yards short, maybe about four yards short. And Parsons will take the knee. And Arthur will get out of Cumberland with a win. Just barely. 14 to 6 will be our final score tonight. Arthur picks up the win. We will take a break when we come back. We'll have a look at your coffee and creams. Final stats. We'll announce our play of the game as well as our defensive player of the game coming up here on the postgame show. The Pirates fall tonight to Arthur. They are now 3-2 and two on the season. Arthur improves to 5-0 and oh on the year. We will take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at those stats for you. You'll listen to Cumberland Pirate Football on WCRA. Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Proud supporter of the Cumberland Pirates. If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer your small business deserves big coverage and that's what cuts insurance and grinnell mutual provide we protect your future and your peace of mind with comprehensive and customized coverages you can rely on to run your business smoothly keep your sights set on the future trust in tomorrow contact dave cuts your local grinnell mutual agent at cuts insurance today for all your business insurance needs trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of grinnell mutual reinsurance company Summer is winding down, and that means two things at Gentry Small Engine Repair. They're ready to service your outdoor equipment, like chainsaws and leaf blowers. Need repairs, parts, or something shiny and new? They can help kick off your season. Go see Gentry Small Engine to get your machines ready for fall and football season. Don't forget to have your generators spruced up and ready to roar for those tricky Illinois winters. 
Located on the north side of the square in Toledo, Gentry Small Engine is a very proud supporter of Cumberland Pirate football. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. The Toledo Democrat has been keeping folks up to date on all the events in and around Cumberland County since 1857. Wes and Billy Chambers promise to keep that tradition alive at the Toledo Democrat. They're thankful for the opportunity to serve Cumberland County and their work hard to bring you up to date on the news and events in the area. The Toledo Democrat, your county newspaper says, let's go Pirates! Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Proud supporter of the Cumberland Pirates. Neal Tire and Auto Service has been serving the community for over 90 years, and they're 100% employee-owned. You entrust your vehicle to their team, and they don't take that lightly. They treat you better than family. The word tire may be in their name, but they offer much more, like diagnostics, brakes, suspensions, and alignments, just to name a few. Nothing beats a Neal deal. Visit them today at 205 East Madison Street in Toledo. Open weekdays till 5 and Saturdays till noon. They wish the best of luck to this year's Cumberland Pirates. Go Pirates! At Gentry Small Engine Repair in Toledo, you'll find friendly faces waiting to take care of your outdoor and lawn care needs. Seasonal tune-ups, engine and machine repairs, and Cub Cadet warrant services, they can help. Working at home in the garage, our parts department covers a variety of brands. Or maybe you're ready for some new equipment. Our showroom features mowers, trimmers, chainsaws, and more from manufacturers including Cub Cadet, Troy Built, DeWalt, and European Forestry Company. Go see them at Gentry Small Engine, located on the north side of the square in Toledo. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call me, Curtis Walker. Or me, Lauren Holsapel-Clapp at 217-849-3011 to talk about how we can help ensure the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Windows, doors, siding, and anything in between. Find it all right at Scott's Building Center. Scott's can service your needs with lumber, hand power tools, plumbing, electrical supplies, paints, and stains. Plus, they offer a rental center. Scott's is the largest Milwaukee dealer in the area. Support your local teams with an Orca cooler and chaser with your team's logo. Check out scottsbuildingcenter.com and on Facebook for all their specials and store hours. Proud supporter of the Cumberland Pirates. 
If where you work just isn't working anymore, it's time to move up to Evapco in Greenup, where many employees have retired millionaires. Starting wages at Evapco range from $16.90 per hour to $22 per hour based on skills and experience. And life insurance is free. Receive profit sharing twice a year and enjoy exceptional health benefits like medical, dental, and vision insurance, along with a prescription drug plan. Evapco is looking for assembly mechanics, welders, machine operators, and general laborers. Make the move to Evapco. Apply at jobs.evapcomw.com. Equal opportunity employer your small business deserves big coverage and that's what cuts insurance and grinnell mutual provide we protect your future and your peace of mind with comprehensive and customized coverages you can rely on to run your business smoothly keep your sights set on the future trust in tomorrow contact dave cuts your local grinnell mutual agent at cuts insurance today for all your business insurance needs trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of grinnell mutual reinsurance company Welcome in the Cumberland Pirates football postgame show on 99.5-1077 WCRA. Welcome back here to Cumberland High School Pirates Fall tonight, 14-6 to to Arthur. Let's take a look at that coffee and cream final stats of the game. First for Arthur Parsons was one for six throw in the fall for 16 yards and two interceptions. He ran the ball 19 times for 112 yards and two touchdowns. It was Waldrop with 10 carries for 44 yards. Uh, uh, it, excuse me, had three carries for six yards. It was Frederick with one carry for negative nine yards. And Appleby had one catch for 16 yards. Uh, Arthur also had four penalties for 20 yards. They also had four turnovers. Well, two interceptions, one fumble they lost, and one fumble that they did not lose. Also seven first downs for Arthur as well. For the Pirates, Olmstead was 12 for 27 throwing the ball for 112 yards and one interception. Um, it was also, uh, he also ran the ball five times for 10 yards. It was Beerman with one run for six yards, four catches for 33 yards. McNeek in 21 carries, 108 yards, one touchdown, also three catches for 38 yards. Uh, it was Kaiser, two carries for five yards, two catches for three yards. Also, Gerhardt had a run for negative two yards and one catch for 13 yards, and Harmon had two catches for 27 yards as well. Cumberland also had eight tur- eight penalties for 45 yards, one turnover, and that was the interception. They did have a fumble, but they didn't lose it. And Cumberland, I have them down for 14 first down. So, again, you, you, I think you outgained Arthur. You had more yards than Arthur. You had more first downs than Arthur. That's what makes this one so heartbreaking is you were right there. You had a chance. You just couldn't quite make the big plays when you needed to if you were the Cumberland Pirates. So the Pirates fall here tonight. That was our coffee and cream final stat of the game. Play of the game, I'm going to give it to the uh, Beerman interception that he he got. Uh, That was a good defensive play, able to to make the play on that one. So I'll give Beerman the uh, country financial Curtis Walker, Lauren Health of Holstap, a class play of the game. And the Gentry Small Engine Repair defensive player of the game will go to Beerman as well for all of the uh, defensive plays he made, you know, playing on that, that football as well. But um, McMeekin also could have gotten that one as well. So uh, a couple players there. But if you're Cumberland, obviously this is a, a tough one here tonight because, again, you, you had a chance. You didn't let Arthur get away. Again, up until this game, Arthur all season long had not scored less than 30 points, and you held them to 14. You did what you needed to do on the defensive side of the football. Unfortunately, the offensive side just couldn't quite put the finishing touches 
on things when they needed to. They could move the ball and just couldn't quite put it away when they needed to. So uh, let's take a look at our area scoreboard brought to you by First Neighbor Bank as we wait coach uh, making his way up here after talking to the team there post-game. Let's check out that First Neighbor Bank of Toledo area scoreboard update. It's Mount Carmel all over Paris, 42-7 to that game in the fourth quarter. Uh, Newton and Olney tied at 20 that game in the fourth quarter as well. Vandalia all over North Mac, 53 to 27 that game in the fourth quarter. It is Villa Grove over Arcola, 21-14. That's an interesting one. Villa Grove trying to get wins, trying to get playoff eligible. They entered tonight one and three. Arcola was two and two. And that, that, that's a, that's an interesting one there in, in Arcola. We'll keep our eye on that one. Uh, Staunton over Gillespie, 38-16 in the fourth quarter. It is Shelbyville, 27-0 over warrensburg Lathan. That game is final. Tuscola over Central A&M, 28-7. That game is final as well. Greenville over Pena, 20-6. That one is surprising in the fourth quarter. It's Robinson, 22-0 over Marshall. Charleston leads 21-17 over Effingham at last check. Muhammad Seymour, 42-0 over Taylorville. Litchfield, 9-7 over Hillsborough. That game in the third quarter. Mount Zion, 35-7 over Mattoon. That game at the half. Coach Watkins joins us here on the post-game show, and uh, Coach, a heartbreaker tonight here for uh, for the Pirates. I thought Cumberland did a good job on offense at times, just couldn't quite put the finishing touches on drives that felt like. Moved the ball pretty decently, just couldn't quite get that momentum maintained. Yeah, we, I mean, kind of reverted back to week one, two, and three Cumberland here with mm-hmm. just the mistakes. We talk about it every week, and again, it reared its ugly head, and it kind of cost us a game. I mean, it cost mm-hmm. us a game. The mistakes cost us um you know we can't get you know the the short fill we give them we, we give them a touchdown yep you know on a bad snap um turnovers just stuff we can't do if we want to be successful and get to where we want to go um and we got to get that figured out i thought maybe you know we took a step in the right direction last week with a really positive game and then mm-hmm. we take three steps back this week yeah and like you said penalties uh eight penalties for 45 yards um including the the one drive that resulted in a touchdown for Arthur. They had a, a second life, three straight off sides that kind of gave them, kept that drive alive. They ended up scoring in the end. But um, I, again, I think defensively, the Pirates looked very good against the team that entering tonight had not scored less than 30 points all season long. You held them to 14. Defensively, you were right there where you wanted them to be. Yeah, I mean, you can look at moral victories all you want, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we lost 14 to 6. I mean, that's, you can make excuses, you can say this and that, but. We lost 14 to six. I mean, that's what's on the that's what's the the, the scoreboard. Um, we I've just my message was we've got to get better. We have got to learn from this. It doesn't do any good to yell and scream. You mm-hmm. know, it just we've got to learn from this. We've got to move on. We've got to get better. I myself included the coaches. Everybody, we've got to get better because this is this is unacceptable. We can't have this. Um, and like I said, when the when when it's done, it's 14 to six. I mean, that's that's all that really matters at the end. Yeah, and and unfortunately, a loss for the Pirates now. Pulling to three and two next week, taking on Arcola. As I just said, very important. Arcola currently losing to Villa Grove uh, in the fourth quarter there by seven. Um, so entering next week, you know, if Arcola's coming off a loss, they could be sitting at two and three, kind of playing for their playoff life. What do you expect now? This team at home next week against Arcola, a team that you know traditionally is a powerhouse, kind of having a down year, but still a dangerous team. Yeah, we've got to get, you know, we I expect, I expect us to get back to work next week, um, become prepared. I mean, turn the page, move on. We can't dwell on it. Um, and our call, yeah, they're good. I mean, even when they're on their down years, I think they're dealing with, some, you know, some injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know how severe they are. I mean, that's the thing with injuries. You don't have them this week, but you get a kid back next week. So I don't really right. know, you know right. where they're at. And on that front, they get to get healthy and get everybody back. And then they're a totally different team. I know some of their some key players uh, 
are out. So um, we've got to come ready to go. We've got to come to learn. We've got to come to fix our mistakes. Um, just be mentally sound, mentally tough in our preparation next week, and and hope we can just clean the stuff up that's kind of plagued us all season, and, and it, it cost us tonight, and it'll continue to catch it cost us in the future if we don't get it figured out. All right, Coach. Well, thanks for joining us here on the post game show. Hopefully, we'll talk to you uh, next week and have a little bit after tone. That would be great. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> Coach Watkins joining us here on the post game show, and that'll wrap things up from here at Cumberland for Will getting us on and off the air back at the studio, and Coach joining us here on the post game show. There, try Cumberland Falls tonight, fourteen to six. We'll talk to you next Friday night when Cumberland takes on Arcola. Have a great and a safe rest of your weekend. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're part of your community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our clients. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours, so we can help you be confident about your financial security 